What up? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 40 of the No Mercy podcast. This podcast went directly off the rails in the last 35 minutes. Um, we started off talking about uh, holiday pet peeves and Carson Wentz and the Thursday night football game and Spencer Ware and DFS and some Twitter questions. And then I decided to get into some other news in the last 30 minutes. And me and Jeff, there's a little preview for what's going to happen in January going on when there's not much sports to talk about, went on a 30-minute, raw, uncut, uncensored, honest two guys talking in a room, forgetting there's even mics in front of them, about race and culture and snowflakes and and words that are offensive. Uh, The back end of this pod is not sports-related at all. But it is a little preview of the reason why I'm called this podcast No Mercy and how we're going to be from January on going to take on every social justice warrior that's out there and punch them square between the eyes and start speaking rationally to motherfuckers but um a lot of stuff in here you're gonna get all the football stuff you could have desired you're gonna get all the laughs you could have desired and you're gonna get all the fucking social justice stuff that maybe you desire or maybe you'll never listen again but either way i don't fucking care so without further ado hit it miyagi mercy is for the weak we do not train to be merciful here a man face you he is enemy Enemy deserve no mercy. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 40 of the No Mercy podcast. And as usual on the midweek edition, I am joined by the vanilla gorilla himself, Jeffrey of Mansville. What up, Jeff Man? Are you still going to be counting the episodes like when we're 1,104? I don't know, man. I'm, I want to get rid of the, the number, but it's just like we started it like that, so I'm just leaving it. Yes. I, I don't know. It's like 40. It's 40, right? I, it's 40 already. That's a lot. magic 40. I mean, this is where like we lose interest in women. Like This right. is the exact point. So if, if No Mercy was a once beautiful woman, it is now an aging, decrepit, evil person. I, it, it's, it's, this is our midlife crisis period, right? So Maybe that's it. Yeah. Hopefully, we're not we're not only going to go eighty episodes and then fucking shut the mother down. So hopefully, this no. isn't a midlife crisis and we're in like reverse dog years or something. So like our tits are sagging, but we'll still be all right. Yeah, we're still all right. This is just the okay. point to buy a Maserati or something like that. Buy a yellow okay. Corvette. I could deal with that. So I think we'll be all right. How, are you in a holiday spirit, Jeff? I I am a holiday spirit. I'm a holiday guy. People don't. It's one of those things that is unknown about me. I'm a really big holiday guy, like Christmas guy. Like I'm a huge Christmas guy. Every yeah, single day I, I do that. a Christmas thing, like with the kids and the family, whether it's lights or movies. I heard or, you on the radio talking about the uh, you know college football, how it's good, you know the bowl yeah. games and stuff throughout the season, bonding oh, with yeah. the kids. I could see you. I could see you being a holiday guy. Oh, I mean, 100%. I see Schuster just running around the neighborhood, pulling down people's yeah. lights for no reason. Yeah, but, he uh, doesn't like it. He hate. He literally hates holidays. Like it's beyond anything. He hates everything. Like, his favorite holiday is Fourth of July, which is fine. Shit's but blowing it's not, up. It's not for the reason that you think. It's for some reason. It's his wife's birthday, <laughs> and that's all he like. Literally, it's all he cares about. It's the he's the weirdest fucking guy with that shit. But, <laughs> he's yeah. the weird. You didn't need to add with that shit. He's I just know, the weirdest guy. But uh, we love Ted Schuster, but he is strange with the things Speak he likes yourself. and hates. Yeah, you don't like him. Uh, yeah. But I do want to say one thing. We had an issue with the audio on episode thirty-eight. And we had to pull it down and put it back up. Um, probably my fault. I'll take the blame for it, even though it wasn't. Um, but <laughs> it's, it's definitely my fault. Everything's my fault. 
But uh, one of the things I will say, it wasn't showing up on my uh, subscribe. Like, I wasn't getting notifications on the podcast for some reason for the last two episodes. So if you have to, go resubscribe or make sure you have auto-download clicked um, in iTunes. Shouldn't be an issue for this one, but just in case, uh, go click that button. So make sure you guys subscribe and it'll auto-download for you. But to start off with the holiday season here, Jeff, I actually uh, wanted to talk about some of my holiday pet peeves. And oh, great. So, so we'll get into the happy stuff as we get closer to Christmas. But I wanted to start off before we talk football and Carson Wentz and Tyreek and Thursday Night Football and all that. I wanted to start about some of my holiday pet peeves. And uh, my first two actually are related to you. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Okay. So Thanks. my first pet peeve is that for the FSTA Awards, which are going on in Tampa, which um, I've made a habit of shitting on. I think you've done a pretty good job with it, too. Yes. You were actually nominated for social media man of the year uh, or person of the year in 2018. And this is annoying because I'm so much better than you at Twitter. Yeah, this is one of those – this is not popular amongst the Guru Elite staff. I don't think anyone. Um, I think everyone no, hates nobody, it. <laughs> nobody at Guru Elite staff likes any accommodations coming my way. But, yes, no, I, I, hate it. I agree. I don't – like, I'll if I'm talking straight, I'm not the best social media – Follow follower or whatever. I, well, I don't. I was think just so. gonna pump to try and get you the award, but you're killing yourself. No, well, no. I mean, we should well, make you like still, Nathan. You still Pe- should no. give us the award. No, like Nathan it's... Peterman. Like you know how everyone wanted to write in votes for Nathan Peterman, just oh, yeah. so just so he can get in the Pro Bowl. Like this right. is what they should do. They should have you win Social Media Man of the Year as yeah. like a joke. Right. <laughs> well, in fairness, have you seen my competition? It's pretty bad. Like my competition. I'm probably the best. You are the best people. on that list. But there's a lot better overall. And, yeah, even at our company, Tom, I'm me. not right there. Tommy me. G, draft me. sheet, right up there. Me. You know, not me. so much alcoholic. But, you know, other people, reputable <laughs> people. Kevin Adams, like real people, much better than everybody else. But, yeah, <laughs> I don't – I yeah, I'll take it. I'll say this. Like, I'm getting a lot of shit, but we're, we're nominated for four awards, I should say. And, like, three of the awards I'm nominated for, we didn't self-nominate. Like, we didn't self-nominate. You don't nominate yourself for social media. Everybody right. would just do their own thing. That's something that was done by an independent source. You and I were nominated in this category last year. We shared it for some odd reason. I know. It was weird. Uh, that was weird. And I, they sure just I fucking hate me because at every FSTA, I basically run around my dick out talking shit on everyone on SiriusXM. True. So... I don't think they'll ever like. I think they saw what we were doing on social last year, and they were like, bad. "You know what? We got at least yeah. put Jeff." In yeah, there. but it's still weird because they affiliate me somehow. It is. It's a strange doing. You. The problem is, I've heard from people. People like Tommy says fuck too much. He says fuck too much on Twitter, and I'm like, I say it a lot too. But I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah it says a lot. <laughs> like I don't. I don't know why people are so sensitive to the cursing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, really I mean, I, just I, my Twitter tends to be a lot of capital letters and dick jokes and anger. So um, it makes sense. I, I, I actually yeah. like I love when I'm not nominated for anything like I'm nominated for absolutely nothing, I believe. So that makes me well, happy business of the just, year, which I think. you. Yeah, you I'm going to have a little bit you, to do I don't want to even like you can take that award like you win it. You go take. Well, it. I don't they, win they it. Me. It's a business. It's for everybody. And it's yeah, but I don't want the it. businesses you founded. So. <laughs> I can't be. Anti- I'll, I'll go up on stage yeah. if you want me to, but you I'm go not going to like. It's kind of your award, much more than mine. I got issues. If anybody I here, issues with them. I'm not. I don't want that fucking award. I don't I mean, want. You any don't want anything. Awards. But I'll, I'll, <laughs> I listen, any. I will you know take what? awards. If anyone wants to bestow an award on me, 
We're not going to get it anyway. They hate us. <laughs> I know. They, we won't win it. Everything's I, rigged against us. It's been for years. Exactly. Like, for one, business, like, if we just did straight numbers, like, that's the thing with the radio show. Oh, here. we win I always sit Lance around. Time. I'm like, are, is everybody serious right now? We, they have half the audience, a quarter of the audience, and, you know, advertisers, every metric you could possibly do. It, we're number one. It's not close. And they're like, yeah, but you yell a lot, so it's not good. <laughs> Fuck you. They're the best. It's, like, I think it was, it's Howard it? Stern not being in the Radio Hall of Fame. It's just dumb. Last like, year why or bother two having year, it? Last year or two years ago, the, the, the whoever won the award just did like a Saturday afternoon show that no one yes. listened to. It's like, yes. what the fuck? One day but, a week. Uh, anyway, awesome. so that's one of my pet peeves that you're actually okay. nominated for an award that I'm not nominated for, so I don't like Fair that. Enough. Um and the other thing that's really pissing me off right now, um, which is good for the subscribers, so that's the only reason why I'm allowing it um, and not going in and deleting your stuff every Sunday, but you actually happen to be the hottest NFL handicapper in the United oh. States of America right now, which is really pissing me off because you were kind of like, like, I had to kind of like talk you into like, do it. You were like, whatever. Like, I'll, I know gambling. Like, I'll do, I'm not a gambler, but right. I'll go, and you're just fucking slaying five-team parlays for the subscribers every weekend. So that's pissing me off, too. Yeah, and I don't, I don't blame you for that. It's true. The thing is like this. I'm, you're right. I'm not a gambler. Like, it's not that I don't gamble. Like, I'll gamble on any fucking thing you want me to get. But I'm not, I'm not good at it. You're not a degenerate stuff. like we are. Not a degenerate for sure. But one thing, the one thing, and I, the only thing I've really regularly bet on in my entire life has been NFL. And it's only been – it's been – over 10 years, like since online gambling back when it was, you know, uh, Bodog and mm-hmm. Bavada and shit, like when you, when that started came up, I did it. And every year I hit like a five, six, 17 parlay. Cause I just fuck around and do things. I've been good at it for a long time, just with NFL. I don't like it. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't blame you, but like NFL it. is my wheelhouse and you know, knowing these games and how they go is really my thing. Uh, when it comes to baseball, basketball, and college, uh, no. Yeah, I don't like it. You know, not take it with a grain of salt. But NFL, we can smash with, and uh, I, I'm pretty happy. What I'm is not. my my record's really? I'm 17 and three in the last four weeks. Yeah. I know that. It's good. I have five. And teams. you've recommended parlays for people like on air and in chats where you're <laughs> like, you can parlay five team parlay. Listen, there's nothing that makes me like when people screenshot that they like this weekend when everyone's like, won all my cash games. Like that makes me happy. Right. You know, like that's right. what you do. Like we separate ourselves, right? Like on the GPP, yes. you're the cash. Fine. When I step yes. in your world, you get pissed when you step yes. in my world. But, yep. you know, it's like the gambling is like, that's come on. Real. Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. He didn't even. I fucking built this thing from nothing on Twitter. <laughs> fucking. This is like consume my life. I had to fucking tweet out free picks and a spotlight for like a yeah. year. We're yeah. getting trolled. And this motherfucker's just going to walk in and I'm going to pop in chat. And they're going to be like, who's Jeff on? Like, fuck right. you. <laughs> Fuck you, you fucking! Oh my god, that's so great! I didn't even think about I'm that. I'm like, side yo, I'm on, I'm on this. They're like, who's Jeff? I'm, fuck you! Oh, that's so great! Go fuck, fuck your yeah. mother! You know, you're Dude, like it's... the fucking cool stepdad, or like the yeah, like the, the cool uncle, the cool uncle. Yes. They get to just like pop in and like bring yeah. presents and leave, like, and I got to sit there and grind with these assholes yeah. all fucking I'll, day. Uh, uh, Colts money line, yes. Yeah, see yeah. you guys later. Okay, yeah, and they don't appreciate me. Yeah. Tommy gave us 40 props to keep us entertained tonight, and, and we lost a unit, so fuck him. It's like, yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, if I'm like, all right, let me disappear for two weeks and watch it, when you got fucking four Jeff Mann's bets of the week. Granted, they're all going to win, but you only got four of them, you motherfucker. This is the – dude, it's such amazing. I did, never even, I did not realize that because it's the same thing 
with like with when you draft and the sheet or Collins or you hit your GPPs, which you guys do right. you know, twice a year, and you guys are who's draft sheet? Oh my god, it's the most amazing thing! And I'm here fucking grind every week, seventy percent, eighty percent, sixty percent. Every week, and I'm and then fucking you guys hit it out of the park, and it's like, well, fuck you, man. You're yeah. only here every goddamn day, chatting with us and grinding out yeah. fifty fucking fifties. So, oh, this feels. Uh, oh. I feel a lot better about my entire life right now. Oh, fucking hate it. My dude. entire Jeff, life feels better. Jeff is forty and twenty two, and I am uh, two hundred twenty one and one hundred eighty seven <laughs> <laughs> in the same season. Keep in mind, this is the same. Yes. This is just the football. That's not my NCAA. Yeah. That's just football. So Jeff has 42 wins, and I have 187 losses. (laughs) (laughs) I have 220 wins also, so it's still a good percentage. But it's just like they don't even understand that, like, my job is to Mm -hmm. keep them – keep their addiction filled. I'm the fucking – I'm the dime bag Coke dealer, right? Right. And then other people go and and swing the fucking kilos. Like, I'm just here to fucking drop dime bags on a Tuesday. Like, here you go. Let me just keep feeding you. What, oh, you need Monday night action? No one has any plays? Here's 20. Like, go nuts, right? And you guys are more methodical, where you're trying to only pick the games that you think you have the single best feel on. It doesn't matter who the Thursday night game is. I'm going to give you 14 plays. Right. Like, I will find right. four score first, six props, and then two ways to tease or hedge. Like, that's my job, but it's, you and, know. And I'll sit there like, nah. It's like you with the cash game. Yeah. Like, you're going to be in chat yeah. for four yeah. hours. Yeah. You're going to grind yeah. out every data. Your article's going to be 15 million words long. Yeah. And it's like, you know, so, yeah. So, this is your chance, Jeff, to actually. feel so much better. This is what it's like on the other side. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. So, congratulations yeah. for that. So, that's another pet peeve that Jeff Manns is all of a sudden good at gambling. So, anything I'm good at is definitely. Oh, I fucking yeah. hate it. Yeah, it's it, so bad. Oh, I hate it so much. So give me you, one of your give me one of your holiday pet peeves, Jeff. I have mine is uh, lights and Christmas music being on too early. Like uh, now we're at a point where I'm good with it. Right now we're yeah, in right, December, right. but when you start seeing that shit pre-Thanksgiving or when we're still in November, it drives me nuts. Like you have to hit December one before I see a fucking light on your house yeah. or a fucking oh, God, Christmas yeah. song on the radio, and it drives me nuts when it's still November. And I was still in tryptophan hangover, and I got to sit here and do it. And plus, also people over-decorating the shit out of their house. Not the outside. I love when the outside's over-decorated. But when you walk into someone's apartment or house, and it's just like fucking Christmas toilet seat covers and fucking just, you can't even, every cup is red and green. Like, yeah, it's like a fucking museum. So that, that's my biggest face. holiday pet peeve. What would yours be? Dude, when you, so you just asked me that. I had no idea this question was coming. The first thing that popped in my mind, and I'm anxious to hear, I, I wonder how, this is, how Italian are you? Because 100%. Well, I know. But, I mean, here's my biggest pet peeve. I really don't like people that don't take care of their people around them, their mm-hmm. gardener, oh, their, yeah. their oh, doorman, yeah. their, you know what I mean? Like, yep. I really just fucking hate that kind of shit because this time of year is when you tip the guys out. Yep. You know, the first thing I do, the day after Thanksgiving, uh, I'm like, all right, you know, nowadays, <laughs> I'm going to sound like such a rich fuck, but like the pool guy, <laughs> the gardener, the, you know, the guy, I'm like, all right, we're, here's what we're giving now, here's what we're getting. Like, first thing we do before anything is discussed Let's 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 get everybody yep. right uh, that take care that takes care of us during the week. And no matter what, there's somebody, whether even if it's a fucking if it's your grandparent that babysits your kids or something like fucking, Everyone. you know, give him a give him an Applebee's gift card. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Let's my give life. Him- 
something like that. You have to tip these people out. So people that are like, you know, fuck you's people don't take care of them. They bother me, Tony. Yeah, I like I, and and that's and that's the big thing for me. I am an over tipper, as you've seen, um, oh, to the yeah. point of nausea. I actually just got a text uh, before we came on the air. Uh, one of my friends bartends, she's female, bartends at a bar close to here, and she goes, "How come you didn't hit me up when you went out? Because you know I've been fucking locked in football season. It's like I'm locked in a cave like all week yeah. with no mercy and all this. Like I don't even fucking Not really easy. go out much. So." Uh, I actually made it out on a Thursday night for a Thursday night football game. She's like, you went to another bar and you didn't come to my bar. And, uh, and I was just, just wrote LOL. And she's like, I was like, how'd you know? I'm like, I'm super popular. Everyone knows who I am. And I'm just trying to find the exact text here. I won't say the name. She goes, he told me Tommy walked in and dropped $400 in 20 minutes. And then we closed. (laughs) (laughs) And I told him, I was like, yeah, it's Christmas. I'm not going to see you again before the holidays. So I literally just went in there, bought the whole bar. I was literally the place closed at three. And I walked in at 2.30. And I was just yeah. like, I bought the whole bar shots. I said, happy holidays. I gave them each $100. You know, was, and I was like in there for 10 minutes on top of the tip as a thank you. And then, and then you're moving on. And that's the life hack that I told everyone. You should carry around a bunch from this point on. Carry around a bunch of $5 to $50 or $100, whatever your budget is, of gift cards in your jacket pocket and just have them with you. Buy $100 worth of def- very different increment gift cards. Because there's yeah. going to be people that you went, oh, shit, I'm supposed to – I didn't get them a holiday gift that you give it to. Perfect example, your, your barber. If you go to Dude, the same barber yes. over time, every, I always have the Perfect. bottle of wine that I bring because he's right next to a liquor store. But boom, there you go. You walk in there on December 17th, 20th to get your holiday haircut, and you go, oh, fuck. Yeah, you can tip him cash. But it's nice to have a little gift card with his name on yeah, it. Yeah. A little, keep a little pen. Because you forget about somebody. You it don't looks realize, more personal. Like, right. Yeah, like yeah. A little, it looks like you remembered him if you write out their name on a Visa gift card and give it to him rather than if you just hand him an extra 20 bucks for the haircut. So a little, little life hack there. But, I uh, love it, dude. I absolutely love it. Yeah, it's I fantastic. talk about that a lot. Um, being single sucks during the holiday. Um, that's another thing. It's the one it time. Does it? Where, I mean, yeah, I it don't. Yeah, it you, really. Yeah, okay. you haven't been single since like 1964. It's so. never happened. I think I moved yeah. out of my parents' house. Well, I was, I was not during the holiday. I moved out like the winter, like February of 2000, and my girlfriend slash wife moved in in June. Yeah, and that was that was the end of that. Yeah, I agree. So <laughs> six months. I, I, I'm surprised you were single ever. Like with a yeah. face like yours, I would have literally just jumped on the first thing that came around. You know? And I did. Yeah, which is smart. It. And it, I'm it always happened. smart. Dude, that's the thing. You, that's, you are smart. Like for I know your, what I'm doing. Right. For a gorilla, you do have you do have a big brain <laughs> for, for a gorilla. fucking ape. Yeah. You have to adapt. I'm like the ape who adapts to your habitat. <laughs> I have to you adapt. You're like, all right, I know. Like, there, you don't see any gorillas saying, you know what, I'm gonna, I could beat Usain Bolt in the race. Like, no, they, they know they're not beating they're not. They know Bolt. their strength. Pound things exactly. and they fucking eat like, bananas. Use and, these, these long arms and big forearms. I'm going to. Figure something out here. Yep. <laughs> like, that's it. You know? That is you. Let's yeah. talk Carson Wentz here. So uh, I, I, I don't think it started a stir, but, I mean, I was saying last week. I forget where I said it. I don't, it was either No Mercy or it was on the live stream. I forgot where I said it, but I said, I was like, Carson Wentz is one bad game away from getting benched. And all of a sudden now, they lose a big game to Dallas, and all of a sudden Carson Wentz is, air quotes, injured now when right. Carson Wentz has been obviously injured for the last five or six weeks. And, of course, there's the Eagles fan. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Carson Wentz is hurt. He's been hurt since week six. Well, that's proving my point. He's been playing through the same fucking injury for the whole fucking season, and now they're benching him. 
They're, they're actually benching him. And you could say it's because he's hurt. You could say they're benching him because his performance is tied to that injury. And, but it's, it's not the case. They're on their last leg. They fucking have to win out, basically, to fucking have a shot. And they're going to Nick Foles. That's what I think. It's, it's not, he didn't re-injure something. He's not hurt any more on this Monday than he was on last Monday. That's my point. Do you agree or yeah. disagree? I agree. I agree. I think that I'm sure there's aches and pains. and yada, But yada, it's yada, not any more sure. than it no, was last Monday. Not. That's my it's, point. It's just not. I mean, Nick Foles probably gives them the best chance to win right now, and they realize it. And whether it's knee is hurting, back is hurting, whatever's hurting doesn't matter. It is what it is right now. And, I mean, for all you apologists, all you Eagles fans, and I said this at the no, time. the worst. Carson Wentz never won a Super Bowl. Just remember that. Just put it in your fucking head and understand this is something that is going to haunt him forever. He didn't win a Super Bowl. He's not a Super Bowl winning quarterback. They would have won. No, they wouldn't have. No, they. we don't know what would have happened and not. The bottom line is Nick Foles won the goddamn Super Bowl, and that's it. Enough of the mm-hmm. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz had number. I've already done the math. Mitch Trubisky, before his injury this year, was having a better year than Carson Wentz a year ago. But because other quarterbacks and numbers are higher this year in the NFL than it was last year, it doesn't look as good. But Trubisky's doing the same fucking thing Carson Wentz did a year ago. The exact same thing. And everyone wants to act like Carson Wentz is some perennial MVP guy. No, he's not. He's a guy who had a, a really strong year, had a good team around him, and then went down and his backup won the Super Bowl. That's the fact, Jack. Yep, and anyone who – I wasn't even fully on board when you were saying it about mm-hmm. Carson Wentz being the problem. You know, I thought it was Peterson. Yeah. I still think it's Peterson. Um, I think it's a combination now. But, I mean, he's been really bad the last few weeks, like really bad, like noticeably horrible the last few weeks. And, you know, you were one of the first people to really start pounding it down my throat, like, dude, he sucks right now. And maybe it's because of an injury. Maybe he's not right, but whatever the fuck it is, right? Whatever it is, wh- he's not good in football right now, and it's and it's a hundred percent true. Like I was like, how does an injury make you miss reads, right? Like right. he's he's not like he's under throwing people. He's missing reads and shit. If so, I had to guess, my feeling is that he's nervous about getting hit and re-injuring right. it, which that means could be, that could be part of it. Either it, it, that either means he's got like he has re-injured himself and sort of playing it down, or the team's playing it down, or whatever. Or he's just, it's in his head. You get the yips and you're worried. About, he has this incessant need to get rid of the ball immediately. Uh, and so that's fast, the yeah. first read. That's the first guy. That's, you know, he, he, Zach Ertz tunnel vision is what he's, which he's had several times down the stretch here. Whatever it is, to me, he's playing like a quarterback that doesn't want to get hit. And those kind of quarterbacks don't have good success. Yep. And, uh, you know, the counterpoint to some people on Twitter were, there's no way the Eagles would do this. They have to pay Foles $500 per start and then an extra fi- – I'm sorry, $500,000. $500,000 per start and then an extra 500000 per win and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, listen, there's one of two things that's happening here. I'm right. He's no more hurt today than he was last week. That is a fact. Right. They, there's today. just – the only reasons why they're sitting him is because, one, they believe they still have a chance to make the playoffs, which they do. They're six and seven, and Minnesota's in right now at six, six and one. Everyone's like, well, they play the Rams, so they're dead. Not if you're the Eagles. There's not a player on that roster this week that thinks they're going to lose to the Rams. Like, 
you just no one can ever beat the Rams. Like is that right. is that like you don't think like that when you're a franchise and organization. We could think like that from the outside, but there's yeah. no team in the NFL. The Browns legitimately thought they were winning the Super Bowl before the season. Like they legitimately thought that that can happen. So one, they're coming off a Super Bowl, and you just got all the negative Philly momentum out of your city. And now you could bring it all right back in by missing the playoffs. Oh, same old Eagles. Here we go. They could re-energize the fan base by bringing Foles in. And honestly, if Foles does do well and does get them to the playoffs, they're going to make way more than the $3 million they would have had to pay Foles by being in the playoffs. So the financial reward of them making the playoffs supersedes whatever they'd have to play, pay Nick Foles in this situation. Sure. And the other thing... Plus, you, they just announced... Don't even think for a second. Like I like that, the way you're thinking there, because they just announced earlier this week that the salary cap in the NFL is going up $11 right. million dollars again. Yep. So you are built in money anyway. Anything you save, it's you house can money. blow out this year. Yeah. Right, it's house money. So, so I mean, you know that that's basically what it is. And anyone who thinks otherwise is just an idiot. That's not even a conspiracy. Or an theory. Eagles fan. That, oh, yeah. or, well, know, which makes you an idiot. If you're like true. everyone <laughs> from Philly. Remember, the idiot. only list I've ever created on Twitter in my life, 10 years on Twitter, the only list. Was Eagle fucktard? Uh, Eagle fucktard. Eagle fans fucktards, and that was two years ago when everybody was saying Carson Wentz was as good, if not better, than Aaron Rodgers before 2017, yeah. and he had a terrible second half in 2016. And I told you also, and then last year I rode with the Eagles fans. You did have the right team. You guys were right last year. We got along. Now we're back to being enemies because God forbid Tommy and I say. You're fucking idiots. You're just trying to breathe your fandom into what's happening. And it's not true. Yeah. Just fucking just stop. I know true. you want Wentz to be this and that. I get it. Take your championship. Shut the fuck up. And their, and their the immediate response to me with everything is, how about, how about Sam Darnold? I'm like, what? When what? have I ever fucking pounded my chest Sam about the Jets Darnold. on Twitter? Oh, I know. I'm the most negative Jet fan in the country. Like, Ridiculous. When am I going like, Sam Darnold? Like, what do you mean? We could have drafted fucking nine quarterbacks and I would have been like, all nine of them are going to suck. Like, that's basically just yeah. my mentality. So it's like the Eagle fans, though, I will say this because they are the most fun to ride with, right? Like we said, last year we rode with them. I rode yeah. them all the way to a Super Bowl money line bet fucking for big money with all the subs, too. So I had a lot of fun riding with you guys last year. Um, but, boy, you fucking suck when you guys are losing. So um, what do you think of Foles real quick so we can move on? Uh, yeah, like, I mean, I think he's he gives them a better chance to win, so – he would be right where Wentz is ranked in my week 15 rankings and the rest of the way. I would probably upgrade it a tiny, tiny bit because I think, I think Nick Foles is a little bit more experienced and more big game experience at that. Yeah, and I said to people on Twitter because they were like, does this upgrade the Rams' defense? Does this upgrade the Eagles' offense? I go, this is one of those weird situations where Foles and the Eagles have more upside with Foles in and the Rams have more upside with Foles in. Um, primarily because of what you were talking about. You know, Carson Wentz was just snapping the ball and throwing it, you know, and just trying not to get hit and not to get sacked and not to, you know, throw picks. Meanwhile, Foles is going to fucking be a loose cannon out there. So he's going to make bigger plays for the offense, which is going to be good for the offensive players. And he's going to take more sacks and probably have more bad interceptions. So it's, it's probably better for both sides of the ball, in my opinion. Um, Thursday night football, Jeff. We got a lot of news that just broke as we were going on air here. Shit. Just yeah. this whole game has turned into a shit show. Like, we were giving out monkey knife fight plays. Uh, you guys should get over there, monkeyknifefight.com. 120% deposit bonus up to $250 using promo code ELITE. Gave out a bunch of monkey knife fight plays, and it's probably going to have to all get shuffled by the time that game starts simply because I don't think a lot of these players are going to play. 
you got Eckler right now who's out. You got out. Melvin Gordon who's questionable. You got Tyreek yes. Hill who's questionable. And just before we got on air, it looked like Spencer Ware was announced out. Unless doubtful. I read that wrong. Yeah. Yep. Is it doubtful? Doubtful for him. Yeah, yeah. doesn't look and, like he's going to play. And Eric Berry is going to come back for Kansas City. And, yeah, he's a little, you know, he's older and his Achilles oh, is fucked up. But them, no. even if he plays 10 snaps, it's 10 quality snaps against L.A. So you have to take that. He's a difference-making type player. So, yeah, a lot right there. My, my thought is this. Tyreek's in. Um, Eckler's definitely out. I think that Spencer Ware is going to be out, too. It just looks that way. Damian Williams gets the bump there, but don't underestimate Sharkandrick West. Remember, the team across the way, everyone freaking loved Eckler, and then he kind of shit the bed one time against the Steelers, and everyone loved Justin Jackson last week, even though he told you mm-hmm. was not a good way to go. And uh, so just remember that with Damian Williams. It's easy. If you take away Damian Williams to touch on, I mean, come on. He is a dog shit, an absolute terrible game, whereas Ware got 130 yards. Mm-hmm. Ware was a better producer, period, but Damien gets in the end zone. If he gets an end zone this week, he'll produce for you. I just don't love it. Uh, it's a Kansas City running back. It's an Andy Reid running back, so he's an RB2, but he's about four spots less than Spencer Ware was on my board. I think Char Kendrick West gets some snaps here as well. And I think, then I yeah, think I, think th- I believe just to chime no, in on the Damian Williams thing ahead, real quick. Yeah, I think you'll uh, I think you're going to see him be fine in the receiving volume. I, I think you'll see a situation where this game should stay close. Uh, two good teams uh, should be a little more of a shootout than most games that we see. This thing can get up into the 30s for the winning team. So I think you're going to be fine with Damian Williams just for the simple fact that even if he does split carries, I think you're going to see those five, six catches out of him out of the backfield. And that's where his value is going to come from most. Yeah, I, I cannot disagree with that. Yeah. I think that's probably about it. Okay, you said Tyreek, I think you were going next? Uh, no, I was going to Melvin Gordon. Mm-hmm. I think Melvin Gordon plays. I mm-hmm. don't think he should, but I think he plays, and it kind of fucks things up because he's going to be at snap count. Right. I heard some whispers before the show that they're talking 10 to 15 snaps for him. Just get yeah, him here. Just and that kind of fucks off. everything up <laughs> from a fantasy standpoint, but sort of – you know, forces Kansas City to have to prepare for him at the same time. So that's what I think is going to end up happening. If he doesn't play, I'm full board Justin Jackson. I'm all oh, in. yeah, if he doesn't play, for sure. Yeah, so, but I, I have a feeling he's going to. I I personally don't start him if he's going to be on a snap count like this. Like, if it's 10 to 15 snaps, yeah, no, can't. I have a real tough time starting him, man. I really do, because there's a number of ways. that If the Kansas City Chiefs score, go way up, he's out of the game. If the Chargers go way up, he's out of the game. You know, there's all these game flows that take him out. If he re-aggravates the injury, if it's a snap count, there's all these things. And in Week 15, in a seasonal environment... Man, I'm not. I'm not going to put my championship dreams in the lives of uh, a ten to fifteen snap Melvin Gordon. Not in this match. I mean, the DFS decisions are easy. It's those yes. season long decisions that get tough. You know, like, yeah. like who would you say for those people in their seasonal playoffs right now? Probably the the two weeks of the year where seasonal is more important than DFS. Right, mm-hmm. week fifteen and sixteen. The or you can even add fourteen. But who is the running back that would be the guy like? is that you would basically put Melvin Gordon in over. You know, like, who's the comp? Like, you put Frank Gore in over him. You'd put, you know, who's the guy who you'd say, uh, I probably wouldn't Good. put Jalen Richard versus Melvin Gordon might be a decent one. I, I probably would ride with fucking, like, a Lamar Miller. It's not a great matchup, but, like, you know what I mean? I know that's kind of higher up probably than what you're thinking. Um, 
you, uh, you know, you know a guy I would start over him, and this is this may shock people, maybe it won't shock you, Derrick Henry. And I'm not chasing you points. Would, you would start over, yeah, I think that. It's yeah. just the fact that he's playing the Giants, and you Tennessee should smash the Giants. Um, you know, and keep the ball on the ground. So a guy like Derrick Henry, who's you know, we see ride the hot hand. I don't expect 200 yards, but whether he gets 10 carries or 25 carries, Derrick Henry's going to do some damage against the Giants, and I'd rather have that potential than Melvin Gordon and all the downside. There. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think I think we're at like Jalen Richard level, right? Oh, that's a no, fair. Like that's Richard. a fair. <laughs> like, let me read you a couple Jaylen names Richard. here, because this is a big Go decision ahead. for people, right? Um, yeah. One, Justin Jackson, obviously. That's another decision for people. Like, would, uh, where would I you... would start him over Gordon. Okay, so you'd start As him over Gordon. As we sit now. Now, things may change. Right. You know, if the things, if there's no snap count let's assume, right Let's now, just assume yeah. it's a 10 to 15 snaps. Then okay. I'm going Justin Jackson over Melvin Gordon. Would you go Justin Jackson over um, Jordan Howard? Yes. Would you go Justin Jackson over uh, Tevin Coleman? Yes, and that that one worries me because Coleman actually ran out so much better last week. He looks good, and he just can't get numbers. It's I just, so annoying, dude. He well, he hasn't looked good they in weeks, and then last the week he fucking ripped it off. Last, right. I was calling him the Angry Bird last week. I think well, no, he was pot. doing it, dude. From week like what was it like fucking seven through like twelve or whatever it was. He looked great, and they just didn't give him the ball enough, and then he fell off a cliff the last couple of weeks. He was bouncing around. Let me before. look here. Like, yeah, he'd so run into people and get knocked back three yards. It was week seven, me. four and a half, six point eight, four, seven point three. That was week seven through eleven. Then it was point eight and one point three the last two weeks, and then he was back to four and a half yards of carry last week. So yeah, I mean for that two week window there, but it doesn't. He just drives Tevin Coleman drives me nuts. Um, he's a guy that I don't trust in, in fantasy playoffs. So, all right, that gives us an idea. Uh, AP versus Jacksonville. Would you start uh, either Gordon God, or no. Jackson over him? Yes, both probably. Yeah, I hate I hate Adrian Peterson this week. <laughs> and like I said, this is like Jacksonville lock-button defense. I, I Josh Jans, I know he showed something last week, but good God, no. Right, like, I'm so out on that. Who's the big beneficiaries if you're looking at like a Thursday night football showdown slate? We got wear out, as we talked about. So Damian Williams is going to be very popular. Um, Eckler's definitely out. We talked about Melvin and Jackson. Jackson's definitely a value there because Melvin's still priced up on those slates. But if Tyreek doesn't play, where does your interest lie? Well, Tyreek's going to play. And I don't know if he's going to play because he's healthy enough or not. I'll tell you why I like is I like Chris Conley. And it's a been a couple weeks asshole. coming. Fucked me last week. Yeah, he fucks. He's he's fucked us every single week, which is why we're gonna all try to fade him because we're pissed at him. But it's probably of all the times to do it, it's in a short slate like this while everybody's pissed and they'll keep ownership down probably fifteen to twenty percent lower than it should be. So you're trotting Tyreek out there to draw the coverage of Casey Hayward. And then on the other side, you're going you're gonna get the I'll say middle you know. Intermediate passes um, with with Conley going up against fucking uh, uh, um, was it fucking Desmond King, I believe, or Michael Davis. I can't remember which one plays inside more, but shit, two shitty corners and Chargers realistically, and that's since Trevor Williams went down earlier in the season. So I kind of like Conley, especially in a small slate. Now, if if you're talking seasonal. 
no, no yeah. to get there. No, I'm not trusting that shit whatsoever. But I wouldn't doubt if Conley has the best game of the year this year, this week. <sighs> I know. Don't make me play him again, man. It's always when we don't want to. Dude, I played <sighs> him a bunch of times, too. And I just needed him to score like eight last week. Like, that's all I needed. Like, just right. fucking get me four for 40. But uh, it's always after we give up I on these fucks. I know it is. Always. I'll give you. I'll give you the guy. Who the I timing love. sucks. I love this week. I love Mike Williams. Um, this week, he's one of my favorite plays. I think with Melvin Gordon being kind of half there, um, with Justin Jackson, obviously, you know, not we don't know what's there with with Jackson yet. I think they're going to be throwing a lot more. This pace should be up versus Kansas City. Um, I think there's a big spot for Mike Williams. I like him a lot. Um, not only this week for seasonal, but even in DFS, definitely on these showdown slates. Uh, I think everyone's going to flock to Keenan Allen, which makes total sense, and they should. It's a fantastic play, but I think Mike Williams is literally almost a must-play uh, in DFS if you're playing that Thursday slate. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. Mike Williams gets Steven Nelson, who's a bag mm-hmm. of shit. Yep. Um, former Raider, if I'm not mistaken. You could see, you could see a nine-target game. I, I'm, I'm going to predict. Season high for catches, yards, and targets for Mike Williams this week, and he gets in the box. Dude, if you all you need to say is more targets. That guy's catch radius mm-hmm. is like a pterodactyl. Yeah. So he I mean, he could catch anything in his freaking vicinity. So, so I, I like it. it. Do you have a play on this game? Do you like anything from a from a betting perspective, Mister uh, Fucking Jeff the Greek? Mister Red Mister Red Hot likes the Kansas City. Are they still three and a half? I'm um, just checking a line now. I haven't checked it since yeah. we got on. So I just want to get you the absolutely most updated line. They were three and a half. That was before the wear announcement. They're sitting at three and a half still. It goes to the thing, and I've been, I've, <laughs> we've talked about this off air, but I've been really hesitant to give away my secret. Uh, what's do you want me to give away the secret or no? What secret? Your betting secret? Uh, yeah, my betting secret. No. It's a no. Yeah. I'm gonna, and I know the listeners are gonna hate me. Yeah. Nope. Because yes. I have one for college basketball. I have yeah. like a very strict okay. system that I go through. It's a five step process on how I pick my games and. I hit like sixty four percent last year, and I'm at sixty percent this year without even really watching much college basketball. Um, no, I'm going to tell you no okay. because okay. I refuse to give it out because that's what you're paying us for. Yep. <laughs> so I'll keep it. It's, it's on the paywall. I write it the up plays. every single you give the, week. Right, you yeah. get the plays, but no, not the system. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So who's your play? Uh, I like Kansas City. And Kansas City at home with the points. Like my thing was this: I hate giving up hooks. I hate give, giving up the halves on Buy the. Buy it. Come I, to the dark side. I know, but uh, but Kansas City scores so much that I, I think they uh, they're going to take the game, and I think they'll win it by the three. That that's my favorite one. I like the under as well. Okay, under fifty three. Uh, I haven't made a final decision on the over under. I'll have it in the package tomorrow. Uh, I got a bunch of props. Obviously, you guys could tell. I'm going to be on every Mike Williams prop you can find. I'll have him on fucking score to score a touchdown. I'll have him on receptions, yards, all of it. Probably my bigger bet. But uh, I do like the Chiefs in this one, too. I think, actually, the lack of Eckler, the limited Melvin Gordon, and the lack of Spencer Ware paces this game up. I think it becomes more pass-happy now because, you know, Ware is the one guy you had to worry about. Like, are they going to grind the ball with Ware at certain points? Now I don't think they're going to be able to run that well, so I think they're just going to be chucking it all game. So I still probably lean teasing the over down. I don't know if I like the straight number, so but I definitely like the Chiefs, and I will be buying the hook, unlike uh, all you guys who fucking refuse to because you're fucking tight with your pennies. So, Nobody, uh, they don't buy points. No one does. It's like it's like it's like taboo oh, to bullshit. buy a half point because the logic, the logic. Oh, is, I hate that. I, I no, hate that. I do it Why all the time. wouldn't you? 
guys, it's the same thing with. I get this all the time in cash games, Tommy, and DFS. Why don't you play uh, double ups instead of 50 50s? Because I don't. I want to win. Right. I'll win a little bit less as long as I win. A what professional gambler who's doing yeah. volume and yeah. just methodically volume betting on a system shouldn't mo- and i'm debunking it jeff i am going to do groundbreaking gambling stuff i talked about this on rob on the last podcast i know you don't listen whenever rob's on and you shouldn't I'll try not but to. i, yeah, I actually just mute his part yeah that's that makes that makes much more sense but i think i have cracked the code where buying a half point actually makes sense i am right i'm like a scientist with my goggles on who i i figured out a glitch in the matrix jeff <laughs> where the, I, I googled that's everything i could find on why you shouldn't buy a half point so I went and read everything on the other side. Every, and I already know 90% of this, but I wanted to re-research and see. And everyone has the same three points. And I have know I've debunked two of them. I know for a fact I've debunked two of them. Mathematically, where I even ran it by Sports Cheetah, who's a fucking human computer. And he went, huh, I never thought about it from that perspective. So yeah. I'm going to unleash it once I finish my final leg of my research. But I will be buying the half. The logic is, well, you're paying an extra 20% on your bet. Dude, and, you, and that half point isn't giving you a 20% extra win rate, and, and I've debunked it. So we'll talk about that at a later show. No offense, but is it really for the money? Like, no, listen, I love the money. Are you a gambler or are you a handicapper? Yeah, we all, what are We're we gamblers. Really, I mean, that's the thing. Knowing yourself. I, what did we talk about earlier in the show? Man, you should have locked it up early. I did because yeah. I know myself. Like I don't care. If I whatever it is, just give me a win. Let yeah, me feel that me feeling. And then dub, son. I'll have more money in my pocket than before. It just makes more sense Dude, to me. Dude, if I it. throw two grand on that game yeah. and I end up fucking having to lay 2400 instead of 2200 or even 2600 instead of 2200 you better believe that those, that extra $400 I lost, that's getting washed up in the storm somewhere of what's coming the next day and props right. and fucking all other shit or a bar tab or a tip to a bartender. Like, but if I lose that bet right. because of that half a, point. A hook. That yeah. not only is going to cost me all that money, but I'm going to be fucking seething at myself because I don't play like that. I play to win. Um, right. that, so, yes, I'm a point by. Let's have some fun here. So, uh, and then we'll get back. We're going to get back to the DFS plays after that. I want to head to Twitter. We had some Twitter questions. I starred the ones, uh, the ones that I would like to read on the show. So I just need to find where I posted this, this fucking good. thing. It's the one of our ugly pictures. You've been on the radio for most of the day, so you haven't seen most of them. So I'm going to hit our boy Big T. Big T has a question. He says, okay. fuck, marry, kill. Bush, landing strip, or clean runway? Wait, what? So this oh, is a, okay. A, now I get it. Yeah, now, this oh, is God. the, 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 the uh, ladies' parts, Jeffrey. Lady uh, parts. Yeah, I, you're like, what? what are these? I, I honestly, dude, I thought we were talking about the funeral of George H. Bush. Like, <laughs> H. Bush. I'm like, oh, shit. It's, I'm like, well, that's terrible. Well, we played Jew or not Jew on the last on the last show. So, I mean, why not this talk about George Bush? This may or may not funeral? have been brought up to me before. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff was like, that's the like that's Jeff's line, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, you're talking about a guy who, like, will talk about anything in the world. Terror attacks. Call me a yep. terrorist. Fucking yep. almost gets kicked off the radio basically every fucking single day on Syria. Yep. But his line... Is Jew or yeah. not Jew? That's, yeah, that was just, that's the just, Jeff Mann's line. This is how you know a guy has yeah. worked and with, with corporate higher-ups for a little too long. <laughs> we know who controls the media, Jeff. <laughs> so, I, I'm just saying, that's I, your line. You've, you've made listen, jokes. I have no line. It's, my line is always other people's line. Like, you know what I – like I can say shit to you that I know I can't say to yeah, – you're a chameleon. But Jew or yeah, no Jew, yeah, even yeah. on the phone with me, you were like, oh – 
Yeah, uh, yeah. When you said that, my like, oh, dude, uh, it, it's not about <laughs> you because when there's no harm behind it, who gives a shit? But people, it's about who out there is trying. I to... don't care. I know, I know, but, but I do. No I have mercy. To. One of us has to, by right? This yes, law. yes, right. Because you, eventually, you have to point to somebody like, oh, I don't didn't, care. Yeah. We have to have checks. I, if, the, if I chewed off every single listener to this podcast, if I turned off the whole fucking crew and literally was down to 10 people a year from now, who, I would still do it. <laughs> like, just to yeah, fucking yeah. talk to those 10 people and say whatever the fuck I want. But Bush Landing Strip or Clean Runway? I mean, Clean Runway is the way to go. I mean, I, I don't... This, this has been a long time. So, I mean, that's the one... You, I guess you F that. Right? Or no, you, you marry yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to marry that. Although... Yeah, I guess they're. I don't know. I don't know. Never mind. You marry that. You go landing trip. You fuck the landing trip and the full boy. Come on now. I'm gonna give you a contrarian answer. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna be stunned if it's. I'm anything gonna give to do you a contrarian answer. I am going to marry the landing strip. Okay. Okay. I love okay. the landing strip. I love the and 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 I'll put like the little little patch. It's got to be astroturf. I like the low. Like like uh, astroturf. Yeah, it can't be yeah. wild. I like the low astroturf. I'm gonna marry the landing strip. Uh, I like to. I like to. As your hands going down there, I like to have a little warning track. So, okay, so I'm gonna marry you, the yeah. warning track. Especially, you could shape it up. You could write a T in it, which a lot of my girls have done before. You know, you could you could do some fun shit with that. Put a little heart in it for Valentine's Day. I like the right. landing strip. I like like tight doit toit. Okay. I am going to fuck the bush. Wow. Why? Because you never see it anymore. Yeah, it's I for even someone imagine. like me, who yeah. who you know over the last fucking twenty years has basically been single, like almost all of them. Like right. you fuck a bunch of girls, you fucking you. It's like you're looking for something new, right? Like something you haven't seen before. So it's almost like whoa. Like what do you want teeth in there too? Those still exist. So the occasional bush. Uh, it's it's a fun little surprise because like unlike Mad Lab, I don't go down on girls, so like it really doesn't affect me much. Oh, okay. See. So it's All like right. I'm this, just oh, up. this is a way different conversation. Yeah. Now. So I like that's like, the whole perspective. It's I fun sometimes to be like, whoa, look at that. You know, it's like it's like escargot. Like it's like something that you really don't like, but every once in a while, like ah, fucks with it. And then yeah. I'm gonna kill the fucking clean runway. I am actually shockingly. Not a big fan of a child's vagina. I think well, it, I, I am not a big fan. Well, I'm fine with it. I appreciate it. But if you're going to do the clean runway, if you are going to go bare, get it lasered. I don't want clean oh, runways right, the lead outgrowth. to yeah, stubble. So, yes, yeah. I actually prefer when I'm in a relationship, the landing strip, because clean runways lead to stubble, and stubble is worse than all three of these. See, I thought the way you were going to go with that, would be like the um the the clean shaven is the bigger whore and you don't marry the bigger whore well that's part of it too i mean it's just a yeah, scene exactly. of a million of them that, right like, that, like, it's like that's a worthy give me a example. little fucking you know, give me I, I don't know i'm a little different with that. i like i like a little bit down there uh let's do it do, do, how the pros do it um has, has a fun one what? Yeah, i don't know if we'll be able to answer it but uh, but me and him have oh. become friends. I don't know if you know. What? That. Wait, what is happening? Yeah, me and really? him have become friends over the last year. We talk conspira- actually, conspiracy theories bonded us. We actually DM and shit. Yeah, like we're, we're cool. Oh That's my, my boy now. Um, so he said conspiracy theory. What did Jeb, Jeb Bush see written on the note that was shown to him from Laura Bush at their father's funeral? Have you seen this? No. There's a video. I Go- genuinely have no idea what you're right. talking about. Right. Now, of course you don't. You never do. 
But <laughs> <laughs> if we're not talking about football, you don't know what we're talking about. The, uh, it's true. Go to the internet. You don't have to do it right now, but you can just Google um, envelope Bush funeral. Dude, That's- this is not conspiracy theory. This really happened, and it was filmed. Dude, it was like fucking Biden, Hillary, and then someone else. I forget who the other girl was. All had some – Jeb Bush, too, but there was another girl. I forget who it was because it was just – all opened up their program. Now, everyone there opened up their program. Only these three or four people opened up their program, and an envelope fell out. And they went, and they opened the envelope. They looked at it. Hillary was the only one with stone face because she's literally a cold-blooded killer. And she just put it, closed it and put it right back in the brochure. Biden's face was like, what the fuck? Like a look of horror in his face when he got it. So, I mean, this is like weird that these people all got these fucking letters. So, yes, I do think it's weird. I don't know what's in it. Who knows? But I'm dying to know what was in those envelopes. Um, And then conspiracy theory from How to Pros Do It. We all died in 2012 and are living in an alternative reality (laughs) simulation right now. My God, dude, this this is I I, I of all the conspiracy theories, I absolutely hate this stupid. The world's going to end on X day. I heard this. I do. I worked at a store called Service Merchandise back in the day. I remember Service Merchandise. first, First jobs ever. I worked with a guy who never every and it was a fucking 40 year old guy. All he ever talked about was how the world was going to end in, like, 1998. Like, that's all was going to happen. And he had he did math, and I'd sit there waiting for, you know, I was a warehouse guy. I was putting boxes on the belt. I'm like, and he would sit there and do math, and, all, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is the worst thing ever. I have heard so many times. And then, so now, it's my kids. My kids go to school, and they're like, oh, yeah, so-and-so said that the world's going to end in 20." Uh, 2020 and April 3rd or what? And I go, I've heard this a hundred times. No, no shit. There's been a hundred different I, dates that I've. This one, no, Jeff. He's saying we already did die. And we're actually living in simulation right now in an alternative universe. I love it. I love the no, thought of it. I know you love it, but I we're love not. the thought of it. No. I think we are. I think I, I agree. Right. I do believe <laughs> it. I do believe there's a pimple faced no. fat kid who is controlling my character to fuck with me. Nobody yes. is. Nope. Like a kid no. from the Goonies, just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, what's this? You're down point four. What's this? <laughs> you bubbled a cue. No, because we would. why wouldn't we all just murder and rape and Because kill they and go like- to sleep. When they go to sleep, we're normal, and then they wake up and angry and fucking on a sugar high. They're controlling our characters. They're, the goal is probably to succeed, and then they fuck up. There's no way. That's what I, I feel like. That's true. You're so I, I got 15 fuck, marry, kills in here with Hillary Clinton in it. Guys, she's auto-kill. I like, know. You might as well stop, just do fuck Mary. Like, I'm it's never going to let her. She's never going to survive an FMK. Uh, no, no offense, but like, aren't you? I know you're not, but aren't? Isn't that over? Like, stop with the I mean, Hillary. Why is Clinton. she still relevant? Like, stop. She's not relevant. It's, it's so beyond. It's like talking Y2K. Right. It's like, dude, it's Who fucking cares? over. Nobody cares about Y2 fucking K. Like, it's like Kaepernick and Hillary. Hillary. Just go away. Like, yeah, just go the fuck one. away. Like, stop yeah. trying to remain relevant. Like, just get the fuck out of here. Like, 100%. go away. Um, and then the last one I'll do here, and then we'll come back to these Twitter questions. But cousin Bob, my cousin Bobby, slideshow Bob, sideshow Bob. Really? Sorry, yeah, it's my cousin. He, he works for a company. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> you probably don't. What um, he said? <laughs> you actually don't. This isn't an act. Um, fuck Mary, kill. He said marrying it, killing it, or fucking it. Fuck Mary, kill. One of those those three. Oh, um, fucking is number one. So you marry fucking it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not even a close. Right. Um, 
I don't I don't really know what like how do you not kill killing it? Like I don't I kill marrying it. I don't want to marry anything. I would fuck marrying it. Yeah, and then you kill killing it. See, I'm thinking of it like killing it. Like fucking I'm killing it right now. Yeah, that's So I would actually I would actually uh marry killing it, fuck fucking it, (laughs) and then kill marrying it. Back to football. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What? <laughs> I think I just had a Jeff's brain hemorrhage. Spinning. I just had an aneurysm. What the uh, hell just CFS happened? week 15. So uh, looking ahead at this week, I heard you say on the radio show, I can't believe it's week 15. I'm fucking. Do I really care? It's fucking crazy. I have the FanDuel final this weekend. So uh, oh, yeah. I will be uh, in, in Manhattan and Jersey, hopefully taking down half a million dollars this weekend uh, with the boys. So I uh, got a couple extra invites. So me and Mad Lab will be fucking touring the town with Mike Constantino. And I think the bod might even make an appearance and night ghost. Who knows? Uh, a bunch of people coming, but um, I literally don't know how half those people are. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's fine. Jesus I try to keep Christ. my personal life away from you. So yes. that's the point. <laughs> Cause of it. I won't fuck it. Yeah. You just fuck it all up. You just fucking piss. Katie Nolan. Yeah. <laughs> Katie Nolan. <laughs> don't bring that up. <laughs> so, uh, so let's get that resurfaced. Did you see that? That resurfaced a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. That's why yeah. <laughs> the people have not forgotten. They have not forgotten. Um, so looking at this weekend, obviously we have the Saturday, Sunday, uh, Saturday games, which are going to be fun, you know, just to have a little action. I think they're more fun for betting than they are for DFS. So not going to spend too much time on that. Hundred percent better for betting. Yeah, they're better for betting. I love. I love. Perfect. Uh, so you do fourteen parlay. Right, it's nice props. and easy. Like ding, just ding. go play props. Like don't play DFS on Saturday. Like you're going to have eighty percent overlay. Just play props. You got one game to right. focus on at a time. Just go bet some props. Go to Monkey Night Fight. That's what that site's fucking built easy. for. Like yeah. it's literally built for single game slates. Like it's built for the playoffs, really. Right. So that's where you should be on monkeyknifefight.com. By the way, that hundred twenty percent deposit bonus ends this week. Um, they let us know. So that ends this oh, week. Oh shit. I didn't yeah. know that. So I didn't I okay. just found that out too. So if you're trying to get involved and get that bonus, get in there ASAP. But uh let's talk about this weekend. Got an interesting weekend. Uh I'm gonna be focusing a lot on Fandle, obviously, but uh, from a quarterback perspective, give me a high-level overview. Give me one or two plays that you're looking at. I love the fact that you're on FanDuel this week. Mm-hmm. Um, high-level overview is there's a lot. There's not any quarterbacks on the main slate. If you're playing main slate, right. you don't have Breeze, Cam, Watson, Baker, Mahomes, Rivers, uh, either Wentz or Foles or Goff. Like you're, all of these guys are off the board. That's a lot of. I mean, it's up. it's great too for the to have a live final. Uh, Fanduel yes. final, um, you know, with I think it's a great slate for a final because it's not easy. There's no like I'm going to stack the Chiefs, all lazy shit. There's none of that. Right. It's great. The thing you're or worried about a little bit is that it's like that Pitt New England game is going to be so chalk. You know that total mm-hmm. is 52 and a half. The next highest total is 47, and it's in the Cowboys Colts game. So you're literally <laughs> talking about a, a game that literally just stands out like a sore thumb. So I think if you want to be contrarian in this tournament, that's the game that you're going to hope goes under, obviously. Right. But um, you're going to just see a lot of a lot of Patriots Steelers activity uh, in this final. There's not a lot of great matchups either this no. week. It's like you're literally, you know, you got Wilson versus San Fran. It's like all right, they could beat him by forty again, and he might throw the ball seventeen right. times. Maybe you get lucky like he did last time and yep. throw four touchdowns on those seventeen attempts. But you know that could happen. You got Ben who's got a banged up rib. You know, are, are you confident that he's going to make it through the whole game? You got luck. No, go- no, that guy's a fucking drama queen. Uh, you man. just look at every opportunity to hate my boy. I love. Uh, it, how do you, uh, How is that your boy? I that look at him as a warrior who actually plays through injuries. Oh my other god! Oh, stuff. this is the it's the LeBron James Wade thing. fetish it's, thing again. Yeah, oh, Dwayne no. Wade. You know, I love guys that fucking take a beating. 
Uh, yes, he he's like a diva. guys who pretend they're hurt. Like, he's oh. a diva about it, but he gets killed all the time, and he plays through injuries. He other sat people out. Win. He's going to miss the playoffs because no, he, he sat will. out He'll five never series miss, like never a fucking miss a idiot. Game. So you got Luck going against Dallas, which has been a great D. You got Kirk Cousins and that whole offense looking like a complete shit show right now. I don't think firing the OC makes it any better, considering that the OC was the only sharp person they had there. It was Zimmer and them getting in the way of all his play calling. Uh, you got fucking Matt Ryan going against Arizona. That's a pretty good matchup. Uh, Trubisky, you know, going against Green Bay. Lamar Jackson, who might get cut into by, you know, you're probably going to see him and Flacco both play a little bit if they're healthy. You know, Brady at Pitt, you know, I guess, I guess that's a good play, right, that you're looking at. But, you know, there's not... Brady hasn't had much upside, right? Even though he had a good game last week, we're still a little worried about, you know, that arm strength and where he's at. So there's nothing that, like, jumps off. Aaron Rodgers at Chicago, Winston at Baltimore. Like, there's nothing where – like, quarterback is literally – it's almost like, all right, fill out my lineup and then fill that in last. Yeah, it's bad. It's uh, bad, but I love the slate for a live final point of view. I'll tell you, I'll go back to Kirk Cousins. Mm -hmm. I'll go right there, man. I have no problem at all – I've seen Kirk Cut. We've we know what he is, and I don't know why everyone always gets surprised. This dude is you know show up at at one o'clock on Sundays in home games and ball out or against lesser <laughs> opponents. When the prime time comes on, eh, it's a shitty game. Like there's only there's two buttons with Kirk yep. Cousins. He he is due for a monster game, and I think this game is. Miami's playing hot. They've got a little swagger after that freakish win against New England. Outside chance at the playoffs, not really, but they think they do. I think they give Minnesota a little bit of a scare. Minnesota has to win out and hope the Bears lose out just to get in. So, fucking, I, I think they, I think Kirk Cousins is a hell of a play this week. So I don't hate him. I'm definitely in on him. I mean, you got to imagine new blood in there, right? Calling plays yeah, is going to, exactly. the first thing that they're going to identify is, Hey, guys, maybe we should get Thielen involved before the second half. You know, like maybe we should do the thing that worked the whole first half of the season that we literally just stopped getting him involved to the point where he's screaming at his own quarterback on the sidelines going, throw me the fucking ball. Like, so I I do see that. I do see upside there uh, with that at the quarterback position. I I won't go too deep into into where I'm at because I am doing what I do every live final. I am waiting. I'm not sending my lineups early. I am not over-tweaking. I have a very specific process. I'm waiting until all the news comes in, and then I'm going to fucking set my lineups off that news. So uh, running back position is pretty interesting this week, too. I mean, you got Saquon Barkley, who's crazy expensive, but always has upside. You have Ezekiel Elliott, who's questionable right now, you, and is possibly li- missing Martin, which, I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's huge. Bad. You know, you have Leonard Fournette, who looks like he's in a dream spot, but he's still Leonard Fournette. They're still kind of babying him. The Jacksonville offense is still really bad. Are they going to be going three and out constantly? You know, you don't know there. James Conner, we don't even know if he's playing. Um, David Johnson, it's like, dude, it's fucking, can you ever trust David Johnson? Like, a healthy David Johnson in week four last year, this would have been the highest owned back. He would have been 100% owned against Atlanta, where he should catch eight, ten balls. But he's banged up again. He's not practicing today. I think he's going to play. I don't know, Jeff. I like David Johnson. I love him. I love him, but it's like love ah, him this week. Like, it's it's like, so fuck. great. It's I man. I've I, you want to talk about being on fire when a, a specific player was not on him going into the year. There's been like twice this entire season that I've said yes. This is now when you leave. It's when teams give up a lot of catches to running backs. Right. A few weeks ago, I said 
I announced it on the air. I said, Kansas City's the new Atlanta. Kansas City gives up a ton of catches to running backs. That's going to be the game plan. You use them against Kansas City. What do you right. do? Catch nine balls or whatever it was. You know, scored a couple of times in that ball game as well. Now, and very next week, I said, nope. Don't yep. don't play him. He's not going to catch nearly as many balls. Didn't catch any balls. Yeah, his look at his game logs. Yeah. One, two, and one since that seven catch nine target game against Kansas City. I look at it this week that David Johnson's going to be back catching a ton of balls. Yep. I like him against I Atlanta. I agree. Any other running backs down there that you're really high on? Um, I mean, you mentioned Derrick Henry, who's pretty I, much. I a was going to say. I, I mean, it, for your purposes, in a. GPP setting, I do like Derrick Henry. I like Chris Carson a great deal. Uh, I like Gus Edwards. The Kenneth Dixon split Dixon's is my boy. That's that's my. I'm not. <clears throat> excuse me. That worries. I'm me. not playing him, but yeah. Dixon's been a guy I've been high on in the preseason. Even he was a guy who I predicted would be the number one back um, when everyone was drafting Alex Collins really high in their drafts. I was like, don't do it, and I have it in writing. I was like, don't do it. Kevin Dixon's gonna fuck your world up. Kenneth Dixon's gonna fuck your world up. And uh, he got 13 carries week one before he got hurt. And he's come back and looks great since he's back. So I think that's a legit timeshare um, over there. And I think Dixon may end up even being the more talented back. Well, yeah, I think he's more talented yeah. for sure. He was coming out of school. Yep. But, um, yeah, I, so I, I like that setup as well. It's just that the between Edwards and Dixon, that's a tough read. Tough go for yep. me. Won't be doing that in cash. Yeah. Um, what about this uh, Pitt-New England game? Who are your favorites? You know, not necessarily not from running back, just any people. players. I'm just not uh, Edelman. Um, you uh-huh. you got you slot. slot receivers against Steelers. That's the way you go. So Edelman, he's boring and it's not great. But the offense we saw last week against Miami, when they get Edelman involved and they move those chains, they're converting those third downs. This is when the offense gels, and this is when the offense hums and goes. So. Um, yeah, I, it's I, always I, annoying playing Edelman on FanDuel, though, just because oh, yeah, you only half get the half-point PPR, and he's yeah. not a touchdown machine. You know, right. like, it's like you're basically taking the two most important things that Edelman does, like yeah. volume and and, all, and it's not as important. So you're relying on, you know, this is a guy, what's his longest catch of the year is probably 30 yards, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, when at live final, playing for a cue, you want the upside play. You want the guy, the Juju Smith-Schuster, right? The guy that can go bang one for 80 yards and win you the fucking the, the 500k and it's just like edelman on fanduel it's like i'm so you like rob gronkowski because yeah pittsburgh bleeds points yep, too i do i do like him i think tight end this week is great you know i think yeah, cause I, it, well there's no kelsey and no Ertz. right on the know, main slate. so it's like on t- at tight end this week you got a lot of options i mean you got kittle who's just fucking elite and everyone's like oh seattle i don't well, know dude he had he was six for 70 against seattle just two games ago like i don't think he's necessarily worth that price tag but George Kittle, I think, is in play every single week, no matter what his price is. He uh, did not have a catch in the second half or target. Mm-hmm. He had 210 yards in the first half. How do you not fucking target him in the second half? Uh, it's, it's, How is it humanly possible? It's almost impossible. Like, I, I can't fathom it. I really don't even understand it. So, I, listen, Kittle's good. I'm, I wouldn't play him. Yeah, I, I mean, Ebron. Nothing, nothing wrong with it, but I, I don't. I don't know. I don't think you need to. I mean, tight end is one of the. I don't like the matchup. Mm-hmm. All of it's bad. For I mean, it's I Ebron. It's Ebron. Braid. It's Gronk I like Gronkowski. Uh, as far as tight ends are concerned, um, other guys that like. I don't know. It's not a great week for tight ends at all, man. Jesus. I don't. I don't hate it. Vernon Davis, Big Vern. 
Could be a Vernon Davis week. Jordan Reed with the toe. You know he's not going to play against Jacksonville. Might be the only fucking weapon they have. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's a bad week for tight ends. I think Ebron is fine versus Allen. I think Gronk is fine versus Pitt. I think Jared Cook versus Cincinnati is fine. I think Evan Ingram, depending on what Beckham's status is, Beckham's probably going to play, but who knows? He's he's the Sean McCoy Jr. Like, the second the season's over, he just shuts down and pretends he's hurt. But, you know, you got Ferkser over there in Tennessee at a real yeah. extreme value with Jonu out. You got Vernon Davis, as we talked about, with Reed probably not playing. I, I, I think it's actually – I think tight end's actually pretty plentiful considering who's off the slate. I think we're okay there at tight end. There's a lot of options. Um, not bad. Wide receivers, yeah. like any any – Two or three that jump off the page for you? We kind of skipped over it. I love, well, if he plays Odell Beckham, you yeah. like deep ball play wide receivers against those Tennessee corners. Yeah. So at the top, I think that's a little bit contrarian, a little bit different. I do like, I fucking I hate that I like him, but Tyler Boyd, because Driscoll loves Tyler Boyd against this Oakland defense, is another under-the-radar thing. But he's priced up probably too much to play logically. Um, that's what about Ty versus Dallas? I mean, this is a situation here where you know we like to through his history target Ty at home. He is at home. Yeah. He's got five touchdowns at home and only one on the road. Um, the Dallas defense has been good, but Ty has been pretty much defense proof. Um, he just went absolutely batshit crazy against Houston. Houston. He had thirteen targets against Jacksonville. Um, you know, seven for 70, I think it was last time he played Jacksonville before that. I mean, the guy's literally kind of matchup proof right now and it's not, it's, the a t- worst it's about as tough a matchup as you're going to get against Shidobi Awuzie. Right. But um, it's not, it's not the worst. Is it like, I mean, do you prefer this over it's, Ramsey? Um, fuck. I probably, I probably would shy more away from Ouzie than Ramsey because Ramsey like at least you can get run him no matter what. Like threw him 13 times against the Jags. Who did? Luck threw at him 13 times against the Jags. Oh, at Ramsey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with T.Y. Home. Because Ramsey's in his head. Like Ramsey gets he's mentally unstable. I think people are you know, once you start exposing that, they're going to go at you a little bit more. And I think that's something when you're identified as a lockdown corner, the best thing you could ever do attack. is do like Darrell Revis. Shut the fuck up. Don't say a word. Yeah, don't or ever as say offense, a word. Attack them. Yeah, don't ever say a word, and that way they don't know you and they don't have reason to go at you. They just will respect your skill and stay away. That's the best thing you can do. Once you open up that freaking break that seal, you're in trouble. I think that's what's happened to Ramsey. Now you got people wanting to go at him just to prove that he's – the bottom yeah, line is the best wide receiver will beat the best cornerback, you know, nine out of ten times in a in a matchup. As long right? as they have a good quarterback, right? As long as you got a quarterback like Luck, who you know who could put the ball in the right spot, and you got a receiver like Hilton who's shifty and fast enough to get at least a little separation because he knows where he's going and the corner doesn't. And that's like you said, just shut the fuck up, just shut the fuck yeah. up, and let him play one Don't side talk. of the field. Your best benefit is not knocking down balls thrown to a wide receiver; it's having the quarterback not even look at your side of the field. That is more beneficial than anything you can personally do, cutting the team off to one half of the field. So I agree with that 100%. Um, defense is interesting this week. You said you're paying up for one defense on every lineup? No, I just said I like Jacksonville a lot. I mean, Do you think it's like you have to play Jacksonville? No, I don't think. Uh, fortunately, I, I wonder if this is why I'm having such a good year. And, uh, oh, we didn't even talk about – I don't know if you want to get into my uh, late swap thing. I, here, for one, let's talk about defenses real quick. If it's okay? complimentary towards you, no. I've already complimented you twice. No, 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 no. It's not. I actually could tear, okay, tear me down. 
Okay, the, good. Um, then we I don't think it. you have to play any defenses most weeks because I don't think any defenses outside of the freakish scores. Chicago's the best defense, mm-hmm. but against Green Bay, you could play them, be contrarian, and they could have a good week. But I don't think it's – there's no mandatory defense. So I've been paying down all the way using guys like Cleveland mm-hmm. almost every week. And, you know, it, it, it gave me four points, but it, I'm very rarely am I behind – am I chasing 20 – with any kind of ownership, you're not seeing I think it's the defensive once this year. Well, yeah. the, the the one positive to the increase in scoring is it has downgraded the importance of defense. Like I can't remember too many weeks this year where I was like, "Up, oh, didn't have that D, I can't win." Right. There's been one week like, I can't remember the Ravens. The Ravens that one week I know was, yes, was one they of them. like twenty. Or was the oh yeah, they yeah, were yeah, uber yeah, chalk and they scored eighteen points versus Oakland. You know because they were like thirty five percent owned at that point. But scoring is up for all your position players and therefore defense is down. So it's actually helping the position players and hurting the defense. So even if your defense does score 12, you know, it's like, well, your receivers are scoring 20% more than they did last year too. So you can offset it. But uh, this week you do, I think the big debate this week, Jeff, and then we'll get to the point you wanted to make is Jaguars versus Ravens. I think everyone's just going, Oh, well it's, it's Jaguars. And I'm like, not so fast. I think the Ravens are a better defensive play this week. Well, yeah, I, I don't think they're. Yeah, I mean, Jameis Winston's hurt. That's another storyline that nobody's going to talk. Nobody's talking about because everyone watches fucking Red Zone Channel and don't watch the games. Jameis Winston was hot. His kneecap was knocked. Yeah, into I his thought he was fucking, hurt really bad. In that. And somehow he goes out there and he's terrible in the second half, and nobody's talking about. It. So yeah, I have no problem with Baltimore either. Either one of them are just fine. It's just a matter of. I, I look at it this way. If Jameis goes out early, I feel like Fitzpatrick is more of a threat than Josh Johnson and Mark Sanchez. Right? No, That's I agree all. with you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Your, your ideal situation is Josh Johnson get hurt. Right? It's like bring Mark Sanchez in there and you have the nut defense. I was all in Gi- Giants last week um, yeah. for that reason. Uh, what was the point you were going to say? Something about late So talk. let me ask you a question. Philosophical question. Eth- uh, ethical question, which is of oh, all the Jesus guys, I'm asking you about yeah. ethics. Know your audience, Here's the, Jeff. I, I'm a DFS player. All right, and you know I give my core four-way every mm-hmm. single week. We do it on the live stream, and then I do it again in chat and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and I had a r- real rough weekend. had to go to a funeral, do all this kind of bullshit. And so I was late getting in the chat and getting through late. I changed a couple things in the article as far as the core four, but every, we were all on the same page going into it, right? First set of games goes down, and Tommy, I got waxed. Ter- not in a good you know pubes way in a terrible freaking got my dick kicked in you know chris godwin sucks the browns defense didn't do jack fucking alvin Kamara didn't do jack i'm fucking dead like i'm and i'm going into the second half of games with jalen samuels at probably 60 to 80 percent owned end up being 80 percent owned mm-hmm. and zeke elliott who's going to be 40 percent owned and i'm like fuck this and and then i had keenan allen too and i'm like all i have is chalk i'm in 100th place out of 100 people so I said, fuck it. I'm, I have to. I have no chance right. to win with this lineup. I had to pivot. So I pivot and I made, I mean, I, I, put, I ended up getting Amari Cooper in there. Mm-hmm. And it so saved my week. Right, you win. And, and I put I put, so I have Amari Cooper. I got rid of Samuels, got rid of Zeke, put in Jeff Wilson, and, you know, some, I can't remember who, whatever it was. And last touchdown, Amari fucking Cooper, third touchdown, 40 fucking points, put me literally in the 46th percentile, won me the cash games. And you would have thought that I kicked in the door to people's houses 
and looted and robbed and raped and pillaged their people because everyone was offended that I won because I made that change. It was I right in being able to change my lineup, or should I have notified everybody that I was about to change something? Well, in that situation, because you're playing cash games, um, I I'm an over notifier, right? And I set a bad precedent for everyone else in the company. The same way that you set a bad precedent by always being in the chat and always responding and always fucking go, like you know, it makes the rest of us look bad, right? Because you're just fucking nuts. I'm sorry. I'm not sitting in the chat with you guys till three in the morning. Like I've yeah. got other shit to do, you know. Like so, so I probably set a bad precedent because I fucking just every single change that I ever make, I fucking go and put the update in. So, do you have to though? No, but could you? Have? Yeah, you know. But you know, I'm, I'm gonna be I, honest with you. I don't know what change I'm making. I mean, that's the thing. It is. Are you gonna How tell? Do I know. Like, I don't. Where am I gonna do? But so they, wait, you don't so, even know everyone else has the same I'll exact call lineup as you. There's no way you notif- You would notify people because you're not gonna update. Your lineup with like ten minutes to go. Your lineup, the article, then tweet it out. Oh no, no! What I'm saying is like the the question is should I mean yes? I I I honestly do. At four o'clock, you'll see updates in some of my articles. Not very often because I don't do the late swap because I have so many lineups that I'm usually late swapping to other guys that I have. But if you're someone listening, is going to say you should. So can you? Was the question? Yeah, you can. But the reality is. I know what's going on at that time, and the reality is you don't have the same exact lineup all the time as everyone else. So by telling people to change to this or change to that, they don't necessarily have the same exact nine people. So that's something that you should be able to know by this point in the game that we have taught before, that we have told people how to do before, and you shouldn't need us to go fucking jerk your dick to come. Like If you're looking at your cash game lineups or your GPP lineups, and you're saying... I can't cash because I have chalk left. You shouldn't need at this point in your life and at this point in the season, me or you to go, hey, guys, in case you're dead, go do this. Like, just do it. Stop being a fucking invalid. Like, go go fucking do it. If you're looking at your cash lineup and you know Zeke is going to be 80% and this guy's going to be 60% and you're fucking way the fuck out, go leave three grand on the table and do it. Like, we've taught you this a thousand times for five years. So no one can get mad about it. There's not a single person who can Dude, get they, mad they about that. But, and like I'll say, can you go and throw an update in? Yeah, if you're not scrambling and you have time. You said you were scrambling and it was right up against the gun because you want to see exactly where I you're going to no be. I had no idea who I was putting in my lineup. Yeah, like, so that, this that's, is, then when I say know. how lucky but I could got, you have, yeah. it, it was... Here's the thing it, that... I had no idea. Here's the point. I'm just trying to go Jeff, the you're missing. Way you're, you're burying the lead. You're burying the lead on this. What's the lead? Amari Cooper was your fourth-ranked wide receiver in your cash game. Thank you. So that's the lead. Yes. The lead is that you didn't pivot to someone. Then no. That's what I was setting you up for. You don't have to do the update if he's your fourth-ranked guy in your article you're pivoting to. If you didn't have Amari Cooper written in your article at all and you were pivoting to it, my initial point of yes, you should go in there and just write three words. Putting in Amari because I'm fucked, or 12 words, whatever that is. Like, But because he was the fourth-ranked person in your article, right? no, because a lot of people should have had him in their cash game anyway because you can only play three. You have to play three, and some of you are going to play a flex. So he should have been on the cash game radar regardless because he was the fourth in your article. So at that point, no. I have never updated at 4 o'clock in my article when I'm putting in a guy that I already had highly ranked in my article. 
This is what I'm talking That's about. That's the yeah, lead. That was the I'm lead that you buried on Twitter. And I was just yeah. tilting too much and going too crazy to even see what was going on. But I would, it was the first thing I did when I saw it after the dust settled. I was like, wait, he was in his article. It was the fourth guy listed. He's listed ahead of Keenan yeah, Allen know, and Chris Godwin. It's unbelievable. He's listed and ahead I of really Chris Godwin. I liked him already. Yeah. Of all the guys. Yeah. Like that so was that's what I didn't understand. That that's just people bitching because you won and they didn't. That's all. Exactly. That and I'm, dude, I'm like, what, what do you want me to do? And like you said also. I've done four strategy sessions. I had it in the, you know, in our DFS portion of our draft guide. Times. I've talked about it and thing. Late swap is a thing you do. I've, I late swap in cash maybe 5% of times. It is so rare that it GPPs ever comes you do up. It more, yeah. Yeah, and, and GBPs, you would do it a lot more. I, I rarely ever alter my lineup. It's only when I'm dead and the I mean, only players I have stop. left are chalk. People it's the just need only to shut way. the fuck up. Like, everyone needs to stop complaining. Do you know why they complain at you so much more than anyone else in the company? Yeah, no, I because you back. fucking go back at them. Yes, That's right. why. Because when someone's think like, it's I used to do it. It used to be me. It used to be you yelling at me. Why do you feed into these people? I just ignore them now. Like, I'll, I'll yeah. pick and choose who I want to go out at, and I'll quote tweet them to get everyone to jump them. But, you know, I ignore 90% of this shit now. My life is just better because the bottom line is if they're tilting, they don't want to just write a tweet. They want to get in a fight, right? right? Like you ever have a girlfriend or a wife oh, or anything who just they're in a bad mood and they just want to fight with you. And it doesn't they need to let it out. And you, right. the worst thing that they want is for them to be screaming at you and you just sit there stone faced like, sorry. You know, like right, they right. need they need the energy back to fucking cause the fucking chaos and then fucking feel better and hate themselves afterwards. So they come down. So it's like you give them that. And that's why you get it so much. Yeah. No, you I think just fucking right. give it right back to him. And I dude, every time I log on, it's like it's like that fucking gif when fucking Homer Simpson's father, you know, the grandpa Simpson fucking walks in, takes his hat I'll off, turns around, like, walks yeah. out like that's me on Sunday when I see you. And then I'm like, oh, there's social media man of the year oh, right there. Like, just doop -doo, I'm out of here. Like, I just don't have I don't have the bandwidth for it anymore. Um, what was I going to do? I was going to do something else right here. I forget. What are we talking fun about? Stuff. How did we get to that? Yeah, we're going into fun well, stuff. I, I brought up this, oh, this okay, you brought up. All right. point that I had to make. All right. I have a couple pieces of weird news here. Oh. Um, so oh. Hormy Daniels, Stormy Daniels, um, has to pay Trump $300,000 in legal fees. <laughs> That's the best thing ever. Is, is that serious? That's real. She fucking lost. Like, she fucking fabricated shit, and Trump fucking countersued for all his legal fees. He sued for three eighty, and she's got to pay him 300000 So this dumb slut actually has to go fucking write Trump a check for $300,000. Like, when are people... I don't care if you like Trump or not. Like, I've said wow. it. I predicted that Trump was going to win. I had two of the greatest calls in the history of the United States of America. I told everyone to sell their Bitcoin at 20000 and and literally did not stop telling them to sell it and was telling them to sell it from 18000 and looked like an asshole on the way up. I have a tweet that I'm waiting to circulate that I'll bring out on the, on the one. Well, I could verify that. Yeah. I, 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 and it's not just in public. Everyone should know this. Yeah. I, group threads. Constantly. Posting I, I charts. Can, yeah. Like, yeah. Have, have made money shorting it. Like, you know, that was probably one of my greatest calls ever. And Trump winning the election. Was my was one of my greatest calls ever because I kept betting on it. I kept betting and on it. And I know you said that too yeah. because I remember us having conversations. I don't know, 2014, 2015. Yeah, I was like, he's like, gonna win. You're like, he's gonna win the pre I'm like, dude, he's not even gonna win the nomination. Right. I, I was, like, dude, I was saying he was gonna here. win before he even announced he was gonna run. Like yeah. people are like, he's not even really running. I'm like, no, he's going to win. 
Like, right. you know, and, and so those are two of the big ones. But one of the things I keep trying to tell people, it doesn't matter if you like Trump or not. Everyone thinks I love Donald Trump. There's right. a lot of things that I do. I like that he fucking doesn't give a fuck and he'll go at people. I don't like some of the dumb shit he says. I don't, you know, I don't align myself with him personally. Like, there's two types of white people nowadays, right? Like, this. Oh. Yeah, yeah, oh. Sorry, Jeff, you're going to get uncomfortable. But it's like, if you're a white man, you're either a white supremacist or a virtue signaler. There's no in between. Like, you're either the person who's fucking, oh, my God, I care what? so much. You're either, th- wait, what? There's What's two types of white people. A white supremacist? You're either, listen, on Twitter, you are either pro the fringe weird cause, pro, San, you know, pro, like, you have to be out there, like, and, you know, you have to have a ton of white guilt. Like, that, you, if you don't, you're a white supremacist. So those are virtue signalers, right? The people who are like, oh, my God, I can't believe there's no African-Americans nominated at the SAG Awards. Like, I don't care if there's any white people nominated at the SAG Awards. I don't give a fuck. I don't care if there's any anybody. I don't care if they have the SAG Awards. So, no, I don't give a fuck about it. But if you don't care about the fringe issues, you're Satan. There's no in between. And, and that's just America. You're either a white supremacist yeah. or you're a good person. Like, there's no in between. You can't kind of be shitty sometimes and kind of be good at other times so the you whole- don't think that you don't think it fits for everybody though it's the same kind of thing for everybody you have to be one or the other uh, i don't I, think I, so i think other i think i think even women forget even white women they get a pass on 90 percent of shit like the worst thing to be in america right now is a successful oh, yeah. white man like oh, that my is God, yeah. Yeah, literally pretty bad right lewis now, yeah. key lewis ck made a joke about this and he's actually one of the people who got whipped down in a lot of the stuff that's going on right now but he made a joke like three four years ago he's he was making a joke about how like you can go back to any time in history and it's always great to be a white guy you know like go back 500 years go back 30 years go back 50 years he's like but this shit's gonna backfire on us (laughs) like like every other race is gonna be like now we're coming after you and that's what's happening right now right so yeah and that's what people group me into with trump it's like i predicted he would win the election I do admit, right now, National Airways, I 100% liked him more than Hillary Clinton. But I'm a Ron Paul guy. I'm not a Donald Trump guy. I am a Ron Paul fanatic. I worship Ron Paul. I will go to war for anyone who says any human is better than Ron Paul to run this country. I am a libertarian. I am a Ron Paul revolution. I have Facebook posts. I had posters in my office. From fucking 2010, Ron Paul Revolution. I almost got it tattooed to myself. That's how much I love Ron Paul. So that's who I am. I am socially liberal and fiscally conservative. But I'm a Trump guy. But I will say this. So no, I'm not a Trump guy. I think he would I thought he would win and I thought he'd be better than Hillary. I will say this. When are people gonna stop fucking with this dude? Like he just fucking keeps winning. He just keeps winning. Stormy Daniels goes to shut his whole career down. Now she owes him three hundred grand. Hillary, but isn't he about to be impeached? No, he's gonna win that too. Probably. Like, are you sure? The dude's bulletproof. I know he should. He probably will. Of course. But listen, when has Trump been the favorite in anything? (laughs) Like, he just fucking keeps winning. Like. It doesn't matter what it is. He just keeps winning. So would I bet on him getting impeached? No, just because, I don't know, the dude's fucking bulletproof. It does seem like way. It, they, like, dude, they for make, real. They he built, runs right through it. Like, he, yeah, just, he does it in the face of everybody and everything. You ever see uh, The Walking Dead? No. Uh, does, they have, <laughs> you ever see any zombie movie? 
right? No. Yo, shut the fuck <laughs> up. Yes, I've seen He's zombies. a zombie. He just fucking walks and they just shoot him and he's just too dumb to realize yeah. that he's getting shot in the head. And he just yeah. fucking doop 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 doop. And then eventually they all just kind of go away. Dude, he created fake news. He's got everyone doubting the whole entire media. He beat oh, Hillary Clinton that, in the election. Nuts. He's got the fucking stripper slash slut that sued him now paying him half a million. Like, if you really think about it, dude, this guy is literally... Just wa- every time he's like a huge underdog and he just wins. So, no, I don't think he's going to get impeached because he'll somehow pull it off and then win the election in two years. But, um, but yeah, so she actually had to pay him. Another thing, Kevin Hart right now on a similar oh, topic. Yeah. You heard about this, right? That's bullshit, yes. Some fucking bullshit. It's unbelievable. I like, loved his on, quotes. Man. I loved what his What was quote. the quote even? I didn't even know what... He I don't did even say know a bunch of shit. Like he, it was 2009 or 2010, and he, say, he was tweeting a ton of shit, homophobic shit. You know, he said, you look like a gay this, you look like a gay that, you know, you're gay, you look like you should have a dick in your mouth. It's like, Joe Rogan, you ever hear his stand-up? He's oh, like, yeah. well, if you take that out of an act, it's like, what do I call something that's just gay? Like, he's like, what do I right. call it? Like, what do I, it's like, certain things are just gay. Like, that's gay, like... You know, like it's not a negative. It's like that's that's well, that's the thing. Gay. I always am uh, I, with anything, whether it's you know sexuality or race or anything else. It's never it or I can't say that. Very seldom is it meant in the way that other people. Right? Take it. Why do people get in trouble for the way somebody else takes it? Because let's all just shut the fuck up. Words are just words. Yes. They, there's no way a word should hurt you. And if no matter what your life, how many, you called, what do you call me? Ugly and gorilla. gorilla like, and what am I going to say? Well, I tell, I tell you, I hope you die. Well, I'm a member of PETA and I think that's offensive to the monkey side. And it's like, who the fuck are words going to ruin your life? Like no matter Why? what you are, if you're a homosexual, if you're African American, if you're white, if you're, if you know the word that people are tr- going to try to use to hurt you, you know you know what, what they are. Is. So don't let it hurt you, dude. It's the number one thing. If you live by a river or an ocean, make sure the goddamn water doesn't implode you. <laughs> make sure you don't drown. That should be rule number one. You're in a floodplain. Don't get flooded. Build a goddamn dam. Like, what's wrong with you people? Why do you guys do this? Why do you allow the words to hurt you? He said the word. Who gives a shit? Of course they said the word. They know you're going to get pissed. That's the same reason they people troll you on Sunday. Like so why are you letting it? I don't, Stop. I don't understand how we well, lost gay. sight of Who, this. Okay, so what? I don't like. Who cares? Negative. I've Jesus, said it. Nice I'll, I'll hear it on air. I've said it. I've said it. I've said that's oh, God, gay. Yeah. I've said that's yeah. retarded. I've said it. Yeah. I admit it. I don't go on. Twi- I don't write it on Twitter because you know I, I try to prevent myself from using that vernacular, which was predominant in everyone oh, who's yeah. thirty nine years old oh, for like ninety eight percent of our lives. Smear the queer. We played smear right. all the time. I, every one of us used it. And is it right? No. A lot of the shit I don't do is right. A lot of shit I do is not right. But there's still times where I'm like, dude, but that's is it a, wrong. But that's the thing. Is it wrong? If I volunteered I, no, at the Special it's Olympics. It's not about hurting somebody who is um, am, am I saying it? another race. It's never about that. That's not the point. It's a word. It's a game that's played. Well, how would you like it if we said smear the Irishman? I wouldn't Great. care. Even, you know what? That might be funnier. Right. Let's call it smear the Irishman then because that's fine. I get it. I don't let it, and even if it was something, smear the guy, like, what, what hurts me the word? Smear the guy whose dad died when he was 20. 
okay, then that that hurts my feelings. But am I going to be like, well, you should be in trouble and lose your job? No, who cares? It's it's just because why it can't you just look at people and say, let's try and take this out of the vernacular. Like the whole point about it is, you shouldn't say you shouldn't say, <clears throat> you know, that's gay, that's retarded. Like I agree with that. You, you know, anything like should you should try and avoid using that stuff when it's going to offend people. But if you're talking with three of your friends and everyone knows you don't mean it in a in a negative way, I literally make fun. Jeff, you've seen this live with me at bars where I I have more gay friends than anyone. I don't even care. Like it's a joke amongst my friends. Like how many gay friends I have. I destroy them. Like destroy oh, yeah. them. Like everything I say to them is dude they'll say like come on I'm like yeah really you're just wishing my dick was in your mouth. Like I I fucking if you taped a conversation of me talking to any of my friends that are gay you would be like what and they laugh because it's intent. It's funny. It's intent. It's, meant in a it's intent. Way. That's the thing and every we're feeding into people basically just virtue signaling all day and just ah, I'm mad. I don't like myself. There's a lady right. that we, me and Rob talked about, who basically identifies herself as tran handicap or something like that. We, who basically is not handicapped and goes around with braces on her legs in a wheelchair because she wants to identify as handicapped. That lady's fucking retarded. Like that. Yeah. That's how I'm using it. Am I going to say it to someone who has Down syndrome? No. I volunteered at the Special Olympics for six years. I have the T-shirts to prove it. Like, I no, I will never judge anyone. Jeff, you have people with disabilities in your family, and so do I. I would never, ever go say that to someone or make someone feel uncomfortable. I will go out of my way to make them feel more comfortable and tell everyone else around me to shut up. But am I going to say, you know, that's, that's retarded, like once in a while? Am I going to call someone a cunt once in a while? Am I going to say that's gay once in a while? Yes, I am. Okay, and so are fucking you. So stop being a fucking hero on Twitter and jumping down everyone's throat and making people act like they're fucking Satan because they posted a tweet 10 years ago or said something off the cuff. Shut the fuck up. Just stop being fucking offended and move forward. No one gets shit on more than the damn Italians. It's like totally fine to make fucking mafia movies and fucking call us guidos and guineas and slimies. Like, no one cares. Like, just fucking walk through it. All three of those are true. Walk through it. Like a fucking zombie. Dude, it's amazing. I, I'll tell a, I could tell a story. My, whatever the I fuck you want. I don't fucking care. My brother's a dwarf or otherwise called midget, whatever yes. you want to say. I mean, it's true. Uh, and I I grew up in an environment in which like, he'd go to the store and kids would like point. They yeah, still it's uncomfortable, They point. Right? They laugh. They do all this. T- to me, like that's that's pretty mean. And that's directly stuff. He watches movies and they have, like, uh, you know, they'll talk about you know, midget jokes and stuff like that. He laughs at it because that's funny. Somebody pointing at a store and eh, you know, and all this kind of stuff. That's not people not you know serving him at the deli counter. Right, intent. Right, they know he's there and shit. Like that stuff. That's real. Like that's real bigotry. That's real. And that's not racism, but you know, because of somebody's and then and then that's real. It's saying the word is not the problem. The problem is not ever the word. It's It's the reaction to the word, and that needs to be. What is the difference? I mean, if you really look at it, right. And this is what this podcast is for. This is what January on is for. I don't give a fuck who I offend with this stuff, right? Like, you can't mention slavery. You can't mention this. Italians were slaves. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Go get a fucking history book and look back. We were actually enslaved by the Moors. 
who are people of color, okay? How, how many of you know that? Well, you don't. Now, obviously, it's much different. I'm not trying to compare, you know, any type of slavery to another type of slavery. I'm just saying that Italians could very easily look at a term like Guido or something like that. And if we would take it and make it a term like retarded or gay or the N-word or something, then it would have power. The reason why you can't offend an Italian is because we don't let anything offend us. We rip each other harder than you can ever rip us, right? Right. Like, that's the thing. That's the Italian and Irish. That's what we're known for. Like, you can't hurt us. No, because, we're wife beaters but and, you could, like, all this stuff. I mean, think about it. If we all, that's what the Irish people are. If we all decided as a community of Italians to be hyper-offended by the word Guido, and if it's – what does Guido mean? It means a, a greasy, slimeball degenerate, right? Like, if we all decided to be offended by that and made it a national campaign – you would be calling it the G word right now. We right. just don't, we don't fucking care. They like, say whatever By the fuck you way, want. True story. My dad was the gro- a grocery store manager. the The name of the store growing up, he ran the store. His the name was Guido's. That was because that was his. That was the guy's right. name, obviously. Yeah. But Guido, like my dad worked at Guido's for thirty five years. Do you know? Guido's I believe store. it. Guess what? Do you know who I've heard use the word fag the most of anyone I know? Uh, Billy Eichler, the one minute guy. No, my no. gayest gay friend. Oh yeah, like by yeah. far uses uses fag faggot uses all the most uh, like every word out of his mouth is calling. So it's like you know now listen if you're gonna use the word you can't be offended by it. There's no like like it's the same with the n word right. Like if you want it out of the vernacular, don't use it. Right, like you're putting it back in the vernacular. So all these words. Like, we're not only being offended by certain words, we're picking and choosing when they're offensive and when they're not. If the R word, the N word, the G word, the F word, whatever word you want, is offensive, then no one should use it ever. And that's a hard stand. You never can use that word, whether you are that thing or not. You should never use that word and clear it from the vernacular. Once you start using it, you're basically saying, oh, well, we could use it, but you can't. No, fuck that. It's either offensive or it's not. Right? Yes. And if you're saying, uh, well, we're using it to embrace it, well, then that's showing a sign of strength. Good. I'm good with that. Then don't get offended by it if someone else does. You're enabling the, the, the use of the word. The other thing that I find – the thing I find most humorous about all this is that – again, I got three kids, 16, 14, and 8, right? And I will tell you guys emphatically that these conversations are simply not going to exist, maybe not in 20 years, but in 50 years – my kids, it, it's not like anybody. Race is not a thing to them. They right. don't even it's know not the even differences. Us. They don't even, but it's not like in these younger schools because people are being taught better no and knows. we're evolving as a society to the point that like nobody even thinks twice if they have a, a friend who who's, is who's black or Asian uh, or Indian or, or Jewish. No one cares. Or Polish or whatever. Like, I, I'm not kidding. Like, there's never. It's 16, by the time you're 16, you would think, okay, come up. Not one time in whatever, what, 9, 10, was it, or 11 years of schooling, has it ever come up? It's like, not an issue. They've left somebody out. They've talked that way. Somebody said a word. No, it simply doesn't With happen. With the kids, kids it's not an issue. private school. It's so, not. I mean, if you the look future at future is better than we Oh, are. my God. That's what drives me the most insane, though, Jeff, because yeah. if you look at a 40-year-old, 
Guess what? Most of my friends are white. Fact. Like yeah. most of your friends are white. Most of you know, if you're black, I most of your friends, friends are black. If they were right. I have, in my opinion, for my age in New Jersey, where basically everyone here is a brown-haired white Italian, right? Like I have probably the most eclectic circle of anyone I know, and that's and you know, Jersey's like a little mafia bubble, right? So yeah. it's like that's the funny thing. Like when I get called shit on Twitter, it's like for New Jersey. I'm basically the progressive left, you know, basically the, <laughs> like when I tell people like, like I'll make jokes. Like I said it on the, on the pod the other day, like who was at your house? Well, you know, I call them by name, but for you guys, I'll say there was a black guy there. There was two fat girls. There was a lesbian girl. There was a gay guy. There was an Asian guy. And there was two white people. Like I'm not, I'm a white supremacist on Twitter though, because some troll said so because I said, I like Trump over Hillary, but it's like, dude, I'm living it. I'm living a life of embracing it. And you know what? I said racist and offensive shit to every single one of them because that's how we joke. That's how we joke around. Me and my friends of different nationalities and races use all the racial things and we fuck with each other hard with it. We fuck, we go at each other like with racist stuff. And you know why it's funny? And you know why it's okay? Because we do it in a bar setting too, Jeff. And you've seen me do it in a bar oh, sending probably. in front of all the snowflakes. And they yeah, just the look I horrified. Like, oh my God, did, did that white man just talk to that black man and make that? a joke about slavery? And did, did, did he just come back and make a joke about Italians being greasy? And fu-? like, yeah, because we're friends. And it's right. funny. I tell Jeff to die all the time. All the time. I call him an ugly piece of shit. I call him a fucking gorilla. And you laugh because it's funny. Because intent is the I, mean, I cut th- myself after the show, but I'm right, you should, and hopefully you bleed to death. But pain. it's like God, like people are so fucking sick. We are at a time right now, Jeff, where it mm. is the single best, most embracing culture, where it literally doesn't matter what the yes. color of your skin is. If you're and fo- it's getting better, every and day it's day. getting better, and and yet part of the reason, but it's yeah, getting- people can't. Bitch, they can't help but bitch. About and it guess anymore. what? It's not getting better because of censorship and virtue signaling. It's just getting better because it's naturally getting better. All that shit was antiquated. That was all our grandparents, right? You find someone yes. in their forties. Good call. Yeah, the yeah. forty. Like that. You got to remember, your parents' parents were alive when slavery was a thing. Like yeah. there, were, you want to talk? Our grandparents was, were alive during Hitler, right? There was, like, there was, there was, there was, right? Jews getting burned and slaves Think and about stuff. How ridiculous! Like that, that was just out. like a fucking two people ago, as Joe Rogan yes. says. You know, like two people ago, like that. So it that's all done. It's slowly gotten better more since then. What you're doing by making all these scenes and going hyper crazy and now attacking Rudolph, you're actually hurting the progressive nature of where we are actually heading. You are killing it because you're pissing people off, right? It's almost like you're almost daring people to go out and use the words because they're so mad at you for trying to censor them. Does that make sense? Like, if you tell your kid, like, hey, just, you know, don't smoke, right? Like, you shouldn't smoke cigarettes. Here's why it's bad. Good. But if every day you're like, you didn't smoke today, right? You didn't smoke today, right? You didn't smoke a cigarette today, right? And your kid's not. He's like, dude, I'm not smoking. Like, you better not fucking smoke a cigarette. You know what he's going to do the next time he's mad at you? Fuck you, dad. He's going to light a cigarette up. You know, you're almost pissing them off to a point where it's like, all right, enough. Shit, I want a cigarette now. Right. Like, enough. Like, stop telling me what to do because you're going to make me just want to do it now. But... 
God, we're we're at the best time we've ever been in America. Literally, and it is it's getting better. I could promise you, people. I will tell Everybody you this. Everybody wants to be, a, and maybe it's not for you because you want to be that snowflake. Right, you want to be the person it is that and says, "Ha ha, you said a word, and now your whole world needs to crumble because you said a word." Well, that's those times were actually because starting. nobody's going to care about words. No one cares, dude. Look at kids. I look at my niece and nephew who are seven and four and six and four, and it's like, dude, they don't see color. We don't see color. I don't see we no, no, we were when you're 40 years old. It was different. Your parents yeah. are probably a little racist, no matter what the fuck you say. Any 60 year old's a little bit racist. You know, yeah. date within your gender. Date within your community. Date within your gender. Italians date Italians. Jews date Jews. Blacks date blacks. Like that's just how it was for their whole life. Well, and I'll tell you why. Tommy, I have a unique perspective. I grew up in Burbank and then Bridgeport, Illinois, south side of Chicago. And it, it's not, it was never about, even I was by far the minority. We were one of very right. few white families in our area. And you were white, white. Me- Mexican, Latino, and, and African-American. That's what I grew up in that environment. When you said most of your friends are white, like, yeah, after I moved out to the, I went to, you know, high school. Right. And most of my friends from there, yes. But when I was five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. No, I didn't have a say. I don't think I can think of a single white friend I had. Honestly, not one. And it was, but it was never about what our race is. But it was about like we were the have-nots, and it was the have. We always hated the have, right? And and I we was like, dated within ourselves. And you kept it, it, with us. It was always about the neighborhood. It was always about you're one of us. You know, it, always about like, are they from here? Where are they from? Are they South Sider? You don't date a North Sider. Right. You don't go out to the suburbs. You don't do those are the things. That we grew up, it was an environmental thing, not necessarily a race or, an, or a sex thing, you know, female, right. male. That's, that was, was. was kind of what my life was like. It was like, you know, I was on yeah. whoever was below the, the middle class, right. like we chilled and we hated all the people above it. Exactly. We always hated the rich right. people. Always. It's when, like, we moved, we, my, when we moved out to the suburbs, when I was 10 years old, I couldn't, we didn't tell anybody where we were going. My mom said we were going to stay with her mother, and nobody had any idea where the hell that was. But it was way the fuck out west, right. back in you know, in there because my dad got a better job. That's why that happened. It's it's so, yeah, true. It, yeah, I mean, always it, hated that. It was never the racial things. And I was again, I was a minority in my neighborhood. It didn't matter. I didn't feel bad, or I didn't feel any different. Even in the eighties, I didn't feel anything. But I did if I went to you know if I went to the north side or. Those get you know the rich kids came over by us and stuff. Then it was a whole territorial thing. Then it was an us versus them type thing. Right. But it, it, so the alliances were there, the Jets and the Sharks were there, but it wasn't all based on race. It was based on neighborhood. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And that's revenue or your income level. And that's and that's the big thing. The, the, my favorite thing right now. And I'll use Kevin Adams. Yeah, I fuck with Kevin a lot. I love him. Uh-oh. But but the reality is Kevin comes from fucking you know SoCal. Right. Like I lived in Orange. I lived in Orange County. Like they should call it White County. Like it's Vanilla County, California. Right. I lived in Hermosa Beach, which is fucking Vanilla Beach. Like I lived there for five years and I couldn't believe how it was just fucking, you know, obviously you have some Latinos and stuff there, but it's just all fucking white. Like it's just California white, San Diego. It's just fucking white people. It was actually so annoying. It was just fucking all fucking white, rich fucking trust fund pussies and uh, and and it was like they are the ones who are the social justice warriors and it's like motherfucker you people would i remember we went to the yankee game we're walking around the bronx all right and jeff you've seen me do this in manhattan 
I'll just fucking straight walk into the Bronx, Washington Heights. Me and Corey Parsons used to go there all the time, hanging out in Washington Heights. Just going to a bar. I'm the only white guy in a fucking bar, chilling, making racial jokes. Everyone fucking loves me. I love everybody. Same thing as if there was a thousand white guys in Just fucking chilling, walking around the Bronx by myself at three in the morning, making friends. I'm the only white guy. Still trying to pick up chicks. Uh, still, still trying to pick up chicks. Trying to pick up black chicks, white chicks, Spanish chicks, you name it. I don't discriminate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right? No fucking way. walking around. The, and the people on fucking Twitter and fucking... Kevin Adams is, is a social justice warrior. And guess what? That motherfucker wasn't walking in the Bronx with me. He wanted to get in a car and go home. He's not racist. But guess what? When it came to walk around the Bronx, Kevin was like, I think I'm going to take an Uber home. Like, and I don't think it was because he didn't want to drink anymore. Like, he didn't feel too comfortable with the streets we were walking around. So, and it's like that's the people you see on fucking social media. It's fucking... 19-year-old white kids with trust funds yep. that are screaming about fucking, like, we need to be inclusive. It's like, you don't even know anyone who's not white and rich. Who the fuck anyone. are you to talk about? If you did, you'd know that we could joke around and shit. But anyway, you guys just got a nice little 20-minute preview of what January through fucking August is going to be like. <laughs> Expect Jesus. a lot more of this and probably this same rant over again. But... uh any final words, Jeff? That felt good to get oh, out of my system. <laughs> yeah, we're done, dude. I'm shutting it down on that note. Oh, okay. On that note, no, I'm good. Uh, let's st- stay cash and fuck. You think we get in any trouble because of this? Um, I'm sure we will. There's always people that aren't going to like it. I want them. I want them. Yeah, I know. Bring I kind of do, too. I, I just... Listen, Bring them. Come at me, and I don't fucking care what This is what where you do. we're going in January. So here's your little taste. We're going to... Every... This is called no mercy for a reason. September not th- some mercy. Right, it's not it's a little a bit of mercy. Podcast. Like at September through December. I'm going to start a podcast a little bit of mercy. some mercy. <laughs> How amazing would that be if I did that? Hi, this is uh, some mercy. What would I like, Let's get kind of weird. <laughs> What's up? Let's get different. Uh, I'm your host, Jeff Mads. What up? Let's get moderately I'm boy, strange. Jeff Mads. I'm your son, Jeff Mads. Like, everything's just slightly <laughs> different. Slightly different. A little yeah. bit off. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, September through December is basically just, you know, test Stay run. Check-in. Right? <laughs> Dude, this is all I can Oh, God. Right? I'm not going to. I'm going to get texts all night now of little Summer one-liners season. that are close to some mercy. But uh, but yeah, so September through December was basically like the dry run. Like, let's see what times work. Let's see what hosts work together. Let's see, you know, what's clicking, what's not. This is this podcast is built for January. Like, that's what this was built for. I built this to have a sounding board to attack every single sensitive issue that no one else will talk about, whether it's conspiracy theories or race or whatever. And we're going to have call-in lines. We're going to have a set schedule. That's one of the big things we're doing for January. We're in a very specific set schedule. So the podcast will drop at a specific time on specific days with specific themes. And uh, it's going to be a tightened up shit. But get ready, man. There's going to be some mercy. To no one. Some mercy. I'm, dude, uh, you have no idea. No. I'm, this is my favorite thing in the world right now. I know. How, he's, <laughs> I know this piece of shit. You know me too well. And you I said know, exactly what I'm going to do. I keep trying to cut him off just so he doesn't go on some mercy rants because he's, he's, this is going to be a thing. You'll, you'll see t-shirts by Wednesday. But, Look uh, at your Twitter. Yeah, I, I don't even want it. I don't even want it. I've already done it. Oh, my God. You're a fucking piece uh, of shit. But, uh, yeah, uh, some mercy is definitely going to be a thing. So be, keep your eye out for hashtag some mercy. From uh, from Jeff Mans, but uh, 
Anyway, so get excited for the uh, for the new year. Or fucking unsubscribe by then, because go fuck yourself. But uh, for Jeff Manns, I am Tommy G. Good luck. Stay cash, you motherfuckers. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Ain't, ain't, ain't no mercy.